Aloha! Podcast The Ride is doing its first live show August 9th in Sherman Oaks, California in a beautiful abandoned sports authority with special guest Tony Baxter. Can you believe... I still kind of can't believe it, you two. Yeah. I can't believe it. It's our hero who we've talked about on most episodes and a guy I've been obsessed with since I was 10 years old and he did all my favorite things and we're going to talk to him in front of people. Yeah, and it's going to be embarrassing for us, but also hopefully sweet. So, like, please come out. Like, yeah. this is going to be a fun... It's 10 bucks. I mean, come on. Gotta do it. And you'll get to see this amazing gallery of the collection of Richard Kraft, who we're also going to talk to as all this. You get to take photos with Dumbo cars and uh, monorail innards mm-hmm. and... Uh, <laughs> gears. I, gears, probably, too. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, with severed limbs from sea serpents from the uh, submarine voyage. I don't know exactly Rocket what's there. Jets. It's things like that. So the you, exhibition is free and is running for most of the month of August. Tickets for separate events like our show, again, $10. Or there's a signing with the artist Shag. Paul Shear is doing a show. Alan Menken is doing a show at the end of the month. This is starting to sound desperate. Yeah. I think we should ease off the throttle and just let people oh, okay. enjoy going to our site. Good look in the show description. You're going to come. It's going to be chill. You're mm-hmm. going to have a great time. And now you're going to have a great time listening to our regular episode. Warning. The following podcast may include monkeys performing dangerous stunts, an eye-popping 3D spectacular starring Judge Lance Ito, and four competing Peter Lorre impressions. We travel 20,000 leagues under the sea with director Stony Sharp. It's a whale of a podcast on today's Podcast The Ride. Welcome to Podcast the Ride, a podcast about theme parks hosted by three guys who promise to one day learn some Spanish besides permanecer sentados, por favor. Uh, yo soy Scott Gardner, estoy aquí con Jason Sheridan. Hi. And right back to English, E. Mike Carlson. Yeah, um, muchas gracias. Hey, hey, great. And that's as far as we needed to go. I, I guess French and... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and only one park where you're going to hear French. Uh, uh, Yeah. uh, Well, I guess I also know PAC Piernas from the safety instructions. And other than that, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm shot. Uh, uh, And uh, joining us today, very excited to have a a great director uh, from Comedy Bang Bang from the Who Was show on Netflix and the director of one of my favorite uh, Funnier Die videos of all time, Ticklish Cage. Uh, It's Stony Sharp. (laughs) Hey, that's awesome. Thank you. I really wanted to give you that superlative. Oh, man, thanks. Um, uh, I, I love that video, too. Yeah, I, still, yeah. I still mention it often. Oh, great. Hey, as you should. It the was, great John Daly. Yeah, John Daly's amazing. Uh, um, yes, some incredible scream work uh, on his part. <laughs> Do you know, I, I, heard a, I heard a story that um, Bob Odenkirk saw that, and halfway through, he, he had a straight face, and halfway through, he just like started laughing and he goes look at him wasting everybody's time (laughs) (laughs) oh man wow that's very exciting you know i did when i worked at conan the best 
like praise you could get on something like where, where the sketches that would make Conan turn like beet red where uh, where he would then comment what a waste of everyone's time <laughs> made me always made me incredibly happy uh, 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 to recognize but it had to be the right kind as a bad sketch is a waste of time too but not in that delirious uh, uh, wonderful way that some crazy sketch can be I mean like on, on Bang Bang we did we did two sketches that were like that. I mean, still like just thinking about one of them was, uh, don't look a gift horse in the mouth where they, it was a game show where they would give a farmer a horse as long as he didn't look in the horse's mouth. But for some reason, these farmers couldn't resist the urge to look in their mouth. And if they did, they would lose the horse and would go to the glue factory. And the other one was, Oh my God, this one is, uh, you made your bed now lie in it where you had to make a bed get into a bed tell a lie and then a seasoned detective would tell you if you were lying or not <laughs> <laughs> this variety of thing like breaking apart uh, odd phrases and uh, little spins of wordplay it's my favorite thing if, uh, in the if, world if we had gotten one more season I was like what's it gonna be like don't put the cart before the horse is it gonna be you know like the pot calling the kettle black do you know not to jump ahead into straight into our topic without doing our requisite 40 minutes of bullshit uh, besides the topic but there was a it's it's related to there was a, an SNL sketch about 20,000 leagues under the sea that's kind of this manner of sketch where it's just picking apart the phrase it was in the 90s it was with Kelsey Grammer uh, as Captain Nemo and, and Phil Hartman was Kirk Douglas and it was all about like everyone not understanding the that 20 going 20,000 leagues under the sea is not depth it's that's uh, uh, mileage uh, that's going forward you're going forward 20,000 <laughs> leagues as opposed to but they kept like in the Peter Ustinov voice and stuff like so we're going 20,000 leagues under the sea and he had to Captain Nemo has to make a graph explaining if that's not true uh, and they think that the squid when he shows up is 20,000 leagues long um, um <laughs> I, is this one of those like the last sketch of the night i forget like, it might seems be familiar it feels like it could be that slot it's like i'm laughing a lot and you're getting kirk douglas you're getting this amazing kirk douglas impression mm. uh so crazy and great and then like but the audience it's just eating shit and it's really bizarre to watch <laughs> this clip now because like like snl so often is like here's a famous person everyone scream and then like this old sketch is like is just silence silence for seven yeah. minutes yeah absolutely um, i mean that's what i re- it's the best and the worst of saturday night live because it's like oh these industry professionals that are doing these amazing impressions and the set looks cool and it actually it's something i like and it is like you say seven minutes of exactly <laughs> the same joke yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, uh yeah it's a little if there, I think it's the kind of thing that you take that sketch and you do it in like a tighter pre-filmed way and maybe it's not as patience trying but you can tell the audience is worn down and they're probably staring at the squid getting set up <laughs> and just wondering like how's that gonna work and but it's like then it's a squid that's like worthy of the film it's really amazingly yeah. done it's a full Nautilus set the whole thing is really remarkable <laughs> and the only people not buying it are the 150 people in that room that that reminds me like less in terms of like scope and execution but the in terms of like a comics comic sort of sketch is the is it I, I will probably get it wrong. Fraud and malfeasance in the railroad industry. Oh yes, that's a uh, Jack, Jack Handy, Handy yeah, sketch yeah. with I think George Clooney. Uh huh. And it's just about like a a con on a railroad. I don't even remember if <laughs> if you find it's easy to find. 
uh, uh, on YouTube. It looks this weird, pointless scene, seemingly, but a guy like applying for a job as a as a, an engineer on a train. Yeah. And then somebody walks in and who are you? And George Clooney jumps out the window and then four minutes in, they announce that the sketch is called tales of fraud and malfeasance <laughs> in the <laughs> railroad, railroad industry. industry. <laughs> I think if I'm recalling it correctly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, we clearly have soft spots in our hearts for these, <laughs> the driest of comedy sketches. What was the St. Patrick's day one with Bill Hader this year? It was sort oh, of like, God, that. I that, that was my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Was oh. He turns out to be a Liam Neeson. He turns out to be doing, Liam Neeson, but it's just <laughs> him talking in an ominous voice, and then Beck Bennett is just like a disgusting like pig person. But it, it's just non sequiturs. Uh, I mean, I kind of figured out why they did. You, when I'm sitting there watching it, and I'm just dying when he goes, "That's pretty good." <laughs> for a mick like, just like oh what a weird antiquated <laughs> irish slur for my, my fine irish uh, uh heritage but not long ago they're doing sketches where like you know like will ferrell is robert goulet and he's singing rap songs and he sings the n-word loud and proud oh, God, and the audience right. loves it they're so yeah. on but they they know it's a little weird but they laugh and oh, laugh um, i mean this one was noticeable because yeah it was another one where it's it's like three quarters of the sketch goes by and then the premise is told you at the end and it just seems like oh. nonsense before but it's all funny nonsense because you can just make bill Hader say anything funny you <laughs> right know? right sure wow well, we ended up, uh, it became a little comedy analysis yeah. podcast uh, <laughs> yeah. for a particular uh, strand of it. Uh, Our version we of all a share. Tom Shale's uh, oral retrospective <laughs> of Saturday Night Live, told by um, podcaster ride hosts. But look, let's get back on track. We're talking about we're talking about rides, and we're talking about the rides that you that you grew up with, Stony, and yeah. you you grew up in Florida, correct? <laughs> That's right. I, right. I grew up in. Uh, this is not an exaggeration. I grew up in the weirdest part of Florida, which is saying something. And I will throw this gauntlet down. Is that a is that a phrase? Yeah. Sure. I can out Florida anyone that wow. you talk to, and oh. I guarantee it. I guarantee I can out Florida anyone. I've seen the strangest things you could ever possibly imagine. I'm slightly older than you guys, so I remember probably a version of. Um, of Disney that you were sold when you were really little and you thought of like, Oh, this is the, I mean, it, it is one of the greatest places, but mm. the, I, I grew up in the, I was sentient in the early eighties. So I remember like all, the, uh-huh. all of, uh, you know, that, that stuff. Uh, I don't know where to go from this. Should I, let's let me rewind back and tell you how I, why I'm, uh, why I'm the, the most Floridian person. Yeah, so, sure. let's so, hear it. I grew up in a small town called Macintosh. It's a one square mile town named after a Scottish guy who became chief of a small Seminole Indian tribe, Chief mm-hmm. McIntosh. Uh, McIntosh was was built around a small lake called Orange Lake, which was known for two things. One, it's world's famous floating islands that moved around. And two, Whoa. at least once every 20 years, it drains overnight into a sinkhole, the entire lake, and then it will slowly fill back up again. Where, where does it go? The aquifer. Things just disappear in Florida. Wow. Uh, yeah. My my next door neighbors, uh, I might have, I was on a podcast and I talked about this a little bit, but my next door neighbors made their money, they made their living off of a circus act called the world's famous high-flying aquamules, where they trained donkeys to walk up a 30-foot tower Whoa. and jump through a flaming loop into an above-ground swimming pool. Wow. They would do this twice. They would, the uh, first donkey comes up, super sad donkey 
walks up the plank because he knows he's going to get the cattle prod if he doesn't. Jumps off a 30-foot tower into an above-ground swimming pool. Second donkey comes out. Flaming loop erupts on the top of the on the top of the tower. Walks up the tower, jumps off a 30-foot tower into an above-ground swimming pool. Third donkey comes out of the trailer. What's on his back? A little saddle. What's in the saddle? A tiny monkey dressed as a cowboy strapped no into the saddle, way. screaming. Oh. But from a distance, it looks like he's trying to get his guns ready. What he's trying to do is untie himself. So he, <laughs> oh so he goes God. up the tower with the, the, the music playing. The monkey and the donkey jump through the flaming loop, going against every instinct that an animal could possibly have, doing a belly flop into an above-ground swimming pool. And then they wow. reward the monkey with a lit cigarette. Oh, a delicious treat! A big finish at the end there. This is this is why like this is an old. I've seen video of just the donkey in the swimming pool. I think that's a classic attraction. Mm -hmm. But these people are innovators, obviously, by adding the fire and the monkey to it. Because I've never seen that. They're still doing it in Texas. You can see it. Yes, that has to be. That should be illegal. It's illegal in Florida now, which is saying something. But the Atlantic City Boardwalk had uh, high dive and horses. Really? You've seen far too. No, I didn't see, but I think like early '90s is when they finally stopped. I could be wrong, <laughs> but it went from what I've read wow. about it's 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 longer than you think that it kept going. <laughs> yeah, Jeez. and they're still at you. They're still at it. The same family in yes. Texas. Well, I mean, Patty and Tim, if you're listening, uh, I haven't talked to you in a while. Uh, I hope this doesn't <laughs> offend you. Tim went to prison for a little while for illegally trading jaguars uh, oh and, my uh, goodness. and they, they had uh, they had every wow. kind of zoo animal you could imagine in in horse behind horse fences so they had when I was really little they had the primate barn these by the way are simple folk this is you know this is simple folk in the in the back in the country these sure. are not wealthy people with large fit this is not Jurassic Park this is like the way you think of Florida so so they're, they're easily uh, escapable. These are not high-tech facilities for it, these animals. It Comfortable happened, facilities. I mean, it happened often. It would be like, my mom's name is Jane, and my brother's name is Ben. It'd be like, bring, bring, Jane. Uh, better get Stony and Bibby inside the house. <gasps> monkey's loose again. <laughs> and then looking out the back window and just monkeys running around, wow. flipping around, doing flips on our, like, you know, like a, our above-ground swimming pool and stuff like that. And then, <laughs> But the thing about them is that they were like, locked on their eyes were locked on to us so they were very serious faces while they were doing whimsical things so very like scary very staring nice. you down yes wow those were chimps those were not the spider monkeys and the capuchins that did the donkey show those were scary so, so how many total animals did these people have roughly they had they had <laughs> the bear that used to do bear wrestling at county fairs until he figured out how to undo his muzzle they had <gasps> They had, when I was really little, they had five chimpanzees. Then that they didn't do that anymore. They had spider monkeys. They had, uh, let's see, they had two camels. They always had camels. They had a gnu. They had a Brahma bull. They had two ostriches, two zebras. They had, uh, oh, <laughs> this part's, this part's sad. Okay. Oh, okay. This other part is, <laughs> all this stuff has been so happy. <laughs> they had a white horse. That had a surgical procedure, oh, so he no. had a, uh, uh, a yeah. uh, he had a horn coming oh, out of his head, so he had a, a unicorn. Oh, God. But I don't think that they were allowed to show that in public. So, the, so here I was. This then who was it for? <laughs> it was for them. It was for the, the pleasure of having a okay. unicorn. Oh my God! What is the doctor? Just, Which doctor installs a horn on a horse? <laughs> and just quack. as a side note, just so you guys don't think I'm a psychopath, my my father is an equine reproductive physiologist, and he taught at the University of Florida, mm -hmm. and my mom is a violinist. So, so we lived. 
far out in the swamp so he could be near the near the research farm but right. I was surrounded oh. by I was like a swamp child I grew well, up a swamp child wow. if I can take a moment uh, to correct myself the diving horse at the Atlantic City <laughs> Steel Pier only went to the 1970s oh. not the 1990s <laughs> like to apologize Much to the diving horse time <laughs> For Jason's the, mistake. The still on your iPad is uh, quite upsetting. Uh, hey, how oh, in this case we... Uh, horse diving <laughs> straight down. Jesus In this case, Christ. I'll say don't go to our Twitter to see a picture of a <laughs> horse being forcibly dropped. They eventually uh, replaced by casinos, <laughs> which were then replaced by empty casinos, <laughs> and now replaced by casinos yet again. So swamp, you were a swamp child surrounded so, by animals. So... But, but it was also the the height of of you know, magical tourist Florida, right? So, yes. so if I geographically, if I start at my house, where the nearest attractions would be, it would go like this: next door neighbors flying flying meal aqua meals. Right. Then eight miles away was a high lie. Uh, oh, cool. Then then you know 16 to 20 miles away was showbiz pizza. Oh, sure. Yeah. With the rocket fire explosion. Of course. Wow. Sure. Um, 16 old miles though what a rough I mean, that's why we didn't go that often <laughs> <laughs> then uh there was uh silver springs six gun territory wild waters wiki Wachi. wait you're blasting through those though yeah, yeah. i don't know, don't I don't know silver springs no silver springs uh is home of the glass bottom boats um oh. it's like uh it's sort of a it's sort of more of a victorian attraction so hmm. it's you know at the turn of the century that was the that's what florida was it was a place where you'd go for attractions but generally it was to see these crystal clear rivers and springs and these oh, sort of okay. like jungle cruises so right. so these glass bottom boats which are still operating today you would get in them and you'd cruise this crystal clear river uh, and you've seen this river that they like anytime you've seen a uh, underwater fight scene in a natural setting like every one of the 1930s Tarzan series mm-hmm. or James Bond when he's fighting a, you know, boa constrictor underwater mm. or Creature from the Black Lagoon. Uh-huh. Uh, they filmed all that at Silver Springs. Wow. And when they were, uh, when they were filming the Tarzan uh, series in the 30s, they released just so many of these small monkeys that are still, to this day, in the Ocala National Forest. And you'll hear them coming and it sounds scary, like a, like a, what is it called when locusts come out? Like a, a, a swarm, a swarm, yeah. a swarm of small monkeys. And they'll, they'll come in the treetops and then they start throwing rocks and seeds at you. Wow. <laughs> I think what? I forget. I sh- we should take a second and mention that, like, I think of Disney and Universal. I think I fly into, there. it's in Orlando. I mm-hmm. fly into Orlando, uh, fly into MCO, and uh, go to these parks to use the I-4 like corridor. Yeah. Uh, for, sometimes forget, like, oh, this is smack dab in what is potentially the weirdest state in the nation. Oh, easily. I, I yeah. mean, I, I've i never seen any place stranger than Florida. No, no, I mean, because, like I say, it's like the dark side of freedom. If the great American experiment is to say that we as individuals are free, the people in Florida go, oh, I'm free to do what I like to do? Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) That's everyone in Florida. Let's see how much you believe in this whole American dream thing. What was was your process then of realizing this was all strange? I mean, you must have known. I mean, there's no world in which the diving mule uh, exhibit next door is not bizarre. But, like, how did you, like 
unfloridify yourself or have you <laughs> uh it's a duality um <laughs> you know like i said my you know my my parents are academics and i went to uh i went to a school in gainesville a couple 20 miles north but i also spent every summer in boston so so oh. I never spent a summer in the worst of Florida. You know what I mean? So I was, sl- you know, and I, and I would travel with my parents to places. So I was worldly and also very swampy. Mm-hmm. Um, so and he was your dad was there for work. So yeah. it, so he like it was a specific reason in mind. And yeah. he, he knew it was odd and he taught you it was odd. However, I mean, this is another whole thing. He he also is a, he considers himself a sort of and, and rightly so a sort of a an Indiana Jones type. He was uh, <laughs> he was uh, the quick draw champion of the southeast, wow. like you know, seven years ago, and he's <laughs> and he's you know he was sixty five. Wow. Uh, wow. He's uh, one of the best larionettes in the state of Florida. Uh, Sounds like he is Indiana Jones. He, yeah, he he um, Florida Professor, Jones. Yeah. This this he's. I mean, I'm not going to get to it. He, this. I think he might. I think he might be a spy because he worked <laughs> for the Vienna International Center hmm. sometimes and we would go like on trips to like Yugoslavia right before it wow. turned it, you know right before the war and hmm. so, anyway, places gonna, like why are you going here yeah. of all places right. oh, it's, it's just catch. a family trip to Yugoslavia <laughs> they just want me to lasso some things in Yugoslavia <laughs> wow. so so um so yes i i grew up in an unusual very Floridian, very Indiana Jones sort of. Yeah, situations. wild. I also, I don't think I realized that there was a, a history of bizarre attractions in Florida preceding Disney World and that that helped uh, influence. But, you know, I, I think I thought Disney World is there because there's a ton of land there. And I, I don't think I knew there was this, you know, it, there was a place for oddities already. Absolutely. There, there was, um, like I said, there was Silver Springs. Uh, Cypress Gardens is famous. You've seen Cypress Gardens before because it's the um, oh, oh oh what's the what's the what's the um, projection process at the ArcLight um, the Cinerama process. Oh. You oh, know yeah. when people are like water skiing and there's like a there's a tower of like oh, yeah. ten people on top of each other water oh, skiing. Sure. Right. That's Cypress Gardens. So that was mm-hmm. ah. the, you used to just the Disneyland of the 1920s was going to Cypress Gardens and seeing like ladies dressed up as Southern belles walking amongst the flowers. <laughs> wow! Sure, wow. sure. There's also botanical uh, gardens kind of stuff. Sure, okay. And there's Wikiwachi, which uh-huh. is uh, that's still active today. And next time you guys go to Florida, I highly recommend checking it out because it can't last. It's um, it's uh, ladies that dress up as mermaids and they go and they do like routines. So you're, oh yeah, yeah. You're like under the ground and you're looking through yeah, this yeah, and aquarium and like it's a ta- like it's a yeah. They used to have well. They did. The, they had the mermaids in Disneyland, but they didn't have any sort of but way these, you could they see have them like under the air tanks. And so, like, you have to train how to swim with uh, oh the tails. Gosh. And like, is there a restaurant could, attached? I mean, I'm sure there must be. There should be. <laughs> and that manatees will just come into that area. So it's you know wow. manatees and mermaids and this wow. is all like too i forget that there, there's like a whole genre of of like books that i've read some of like weird southern mr like carl hyacin and john oh, yeah. d mcdonald the travis mcgee books and some of the elmore leonard books are set like in that and and it's like it's it's very easy uh to find interesting backgrounds to put like heists or so, small crime next oh, to an ad character Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, there's a lot of serial killers. There's a lot of like crazy <laughs> yeah. crimes. There's a lot of like you can. What my my buddy um, Arnie and I, what we used to do for fun is we would explore this cave in Newberry that 
I mean, you you would you would walk in through the back of I guess in the fifties, some farmer didn't want beatniks going into the cave anymore, <laughs> so he crashed a tractor into the hole, and then he that somehow didn't keep the beatniks out, so he crashed a school bus into the hole. Then a tree ripped the back of the school bus open. <clears throat> So the way to get into this cave was to walk in through the back of a 1950s school bus past the tractor, which is now 20 feet underground, keep climbing down through a nightmarish crawl space, which then opens up into a 30-foot domed cave with an underground lake with albino (laughs) crayfish and shackles on the wall, which looked like they're from pirate time, and just these passageways that you could just crawl for hours my god incredible <laughs> so <That's> wild <laughs> disney <laughs> world yeah no. Wait, can, before we get to disney world <clears throat> did you spend any time at church street station start, excuse me church street station terror on church street mm. it was the first uh, year-round haunted house that i'd ever seen wow oh, rosie o'grady's yes i did i did go to, i think i had like a shirley temple there sure yeah <laughs> nice. totally yeah. what's the balloon one the uh, Phineas Fogg's hot air balloonery, oh, that's <laughs> something right. like that. Yeah, something yeah, like yeah. That. Oh, a, was it Jules Verne themed or? Yeah, yeah. It was a balloon. I could look it up, but Phineas. It was a balloon. We are you in a balloon or? Uh, I already, Phineas. I already sorry. forget. Again, yeah, people we're, screaming. Yeah, we're pining for Church Street Station, although we've we have not been. Is it, it still? Like is it still there? Or? It's kind of uh, a little decayed. Remnants. We got into it in our Pleasure Island episode. Uh, Phineas Fogg's. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Which I only know because there's this bizarre Balloon opening works. of a... Uh, I don't know the reel around the world in 80 days. I know this cartoon one where there's a lion. Uh, and, it, <laughs> oh. and there's a... You, I just watched the intro on YouTube. It's a really bizarre song where he's... he's <laughs> this lion marching along in clothes sings, Fog, I'm the one who made the bet. He like <laughs> shouts his own name at the top. It's a really strange... Gardner, like... <laughs> I'm ta- and I'm going to tell you about myself and that's always start uh, uh rec- recommend it around the world in the i believe there was an animated Twenty Thousand leagues in the 90s too i feel like i mm-hmm. saw that in the suggested videos column doing research for this episode it seems like one of these properties that has like the league of fantastic extraordinary gentlemen yeah yeah they're always trying and they never quite they never quite get yeah. it. They yeah, never, all of I mean, the this type of H.G. Wells and uh, and Jules Verne both. It seems like they, yeah, they'll they'll be attempts at making these movies. But yeah, sometimes with kind of an unpleasant two thousand one type sheen. Mm-hmm. Not the film, but the year. Uh, <laughs> you know, like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is, is that's sort of like an unpleasant early two thousands movie. Well, right? yeah, yeah, and it's so interesting because I've read a lot of those comics, and they're so like there's such a striving to have like period appropriate storytelling and like scratchy almost woodcut looking art this wonderful comics artist kevin o'neill doing the art mm. and then the movies are just like alan quarter made like pulling up like lock and load like tom sawyer <laughs> with a gun <laughs> like it's so intense although one of the few uh, uh, portrayals of Captain Nemo where he is Indian That's like true. in the yeah. novels uh, there was an Go Omar Sharif Captain Nemo uh, movie or miniseries too I don't think I realized that he's a, he's a whitewashed 
character in uh, most yeah, of the media? Yeah, I, I think in the books they get into, like, he was a an Indian prince who fled his country after a failed uprising and stuff. Oh. Uh, but usually portrayed by, like, a James Mason <laughs> yeah, <laughs> type. Yeah, yeah. Getting proper um, British gentleman. Uh, 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 well, I guess we could start mo- moving into this <laughs> neck of the woods. Since sure. we're, yeah. Anyway. Is this too crazy? Am I out too all over the place with this Florida stuff? No, no, no. no, no. Love it. I'm worried I'm skipping, so feel free to go backwards. <laughs> you might, I think you're our first uh, Florida resident or, yeah. uh, on the yeah, show. Yeah. So, um, were, so were you well, in Nightlife before we get in, like 1977 when when it, or no, excuse me, 72 when Disney opens? Were you there Seven, around no. one? Shoot, shoot, no, no, shoot, no, no, oh I think my god, 82 uh, for Epcot. Real that's jur- what I'm. That's yeah, what that's I'm what confusing myself. Real Jurassic Park yourself. move there. Oh, the wrong year. That, my parents, me. My parents moved there before I was conceived uh of course the, the, i think in 1970 i want to say maybe 1971 yeah and the reason i know this is because my mom got this thing in the mail that said disney world is opening and for 200 dollars, we'll give you this like license with your with your picture on it and it, it will be a lifetime pass to walt disney world oh she shit. was like wow 200 bucks <laughs> is so incredible it would just it was like a it was wow. one of those wait would they honor that today is this how do they not i mean unless unless they just go like we're just not anymore which is yeah they'll do those things what about Uh, that wasn't there that airline that like had that that um frequent flyer deal where you just buy you get like a hundred thousand dollars and you get two seats forever and that one guy took such advantage of it that they ended up having to like there's a millions of dollars right 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 so you have to do it yeah Huh. I'm sure. Yeah, there's all they these versions of these it. where the, no one thought like early on. I just got an a thing for the Warner Brothers Dubai Land Ooh. that says that you, if you pay the price right now, that it'll still be like locked in forever. Of course, chances are that's going to close in two years, so <laughs> yeah. it's not going to be so worth it. But who knows? Maybe it'll be the greatest theme park on earth, and we're making a big mistake not doing it. This is could be the best investment you could make. Yeah, and all you have to stocks. do is fly to Dubai often. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> to make it worth a couple it. Times that's a year. easy, no problem. Uh, um, so you're so you're aware it looms large as it's how oh wait how far where how far are you? Uh, I'm two oh, two hours north. Okay. We, we would go once or twice a year. Uh-huh. Um, Yes, I you know I grew up going to Disney obviously when I was little, and then I pretty much I I went to Epcot on the opening like week, maybe really? like the fourth day. Okay. I we wow. would even take the monorail to Epcot and just to watch the "We're Getting Ready for You" video, which I suggest you guys check out. It's pretty oh. awesome. And Wait, then, was it in some like preview center kind of the, spot? The the monorail would take you to Spaceship Earth, oh. or basically to the monorail stop, and you could just see this construction. Wow! And then they would just get everybody and just show you this video we're getting ready for you wow oh my and then god I was very psyched and i i feel like once epcot opened i don't think i i don't think i went to disney for a very long i was highly obsessed with epcot and then um full-time epcot when you got down there epcot. understandably it's new you've done all the other stuff yeah. there's not a lot of new stuff happening in the magic kingdom i guess in those like i'm trying to think what would have gone in in the early 80s not until like 90s Tomorrowland, you know, like yeah, nineties is kind of the big resurgence, and that, and I guess when I think of like exciting eighties, nineties Disney stuff, it's Disney MGM Studios and Pleasure Island and things, but like Magic Kingdom's sort of uh, you know just what it is for a long time. So also obsessed with MGM Studios, which yeah, goes yeah. back to what we were talking about earlier, where that you know the Spielberg and Lucas concept of selling 
filmmaking as an adventure yeah oh yeah you were saying well this is before we started recording right? Oh, right. you like uh yeah your theory that uh uh wait that filmmakers are like the last like, like at some point in the 80s uh filmmakers became the adventurers that we idealize instead of who lucas and spielberg growing up i grew up idealizing yeah because lucas didn't you have the over the hill theory where you needed to have a you needed to set an adventure where your subject like goes over that hill in the distance and goes on an adventure but oh okay sure but so we i feel like we we ran out of hills you know there's no true adventures left in the world so they started marketing being a filmmaker as an adventure which is i mean ridiculous but it worked we we all all bought it yeah we also have that other great adventure what it's like to be a stand-up comedian (laughs) (laughs) the The greatest tale that can be told and uh, 70 things (laughs) yeah the set went bad what's gonna happen now (laughs) you gotta pay dues oh man (laughs) sorry kid you got bumped (laughs) oh no the red light what's that (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy! Uh, uh, yeah, hey, who's to say there's not <laughs> adventure left in the world? Uh, but uh, but you know, yeah, you're you're there in the early '80s, yeah. and the, when the future is now, the future was born on October first, nineteen eighty-two, as a shirt I wear says. And you're like, oh God, you're you're right there for when it's like glistening new. I'm very jealous of. That. I feel like oh, I, yeah. oh, my old show was kind of like my cartoon was sort of like like. If you could do like uh, uh, me idealizing what Epcot was probably like in the early eighties, uh, 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 so yeah, what do you what do it's, you know? What was it like? It was just like I mean, it just had a sort of a a sheen to it. You know, everything mm. was sparkling and new, and anything that was sort of like grayish but kicked rainbows when the light hit it had uh, rainbows. Now it's like you know mm-hmm. dull and chipping, and so so this yeah. whole place was like, and there was ton there were tons of like that you know did you guys see that video of the 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 uh what's his name um he's got figment the imagination the dream dream the dream finder, the dream finder. Yeah. he was walking around yeah. you know and you'd talk to him he and really they, was. they had so many different kinds of like weird robots that would talk to oh. you because that was sort of new you know the ability to like remote control a a big shiny oh, new yeah. robot yeah. they would be like mm, you know do you know you can get your reservations to eat at japan <laughs> you know, like, like uh, uh, um, who is the guy? smart one is that the smart name? one he's on communicore with the big mm-hmm. eyes right the yes. huge eyes purple, yeah. purple yeah. dress like, yeah. yeah oh boxy old robots my favorite <laughs> thing know. and just i mean yeah it was wonderful it was wonderful and it was also very it felt very academic i was like oh the future is going to be great because this seems like a place of learning i mean i was very young but it seemed sure. like it seemed like wow we're all everybody all we're all on the same page and the future is going to be people that are excited about learning and now it's it doesn't <laughs> feel like that so much you were but you were into the educational yeah. aspects very much wow oh, totally i wow. feel like i've never heard this perspective because even i as a kid was like i like my epcot enjoyment is kind of in in retrospect like i didn't like going there as a kid too much and i started really that became my my spot probably in the 2000s uh, um but uh, uh yeah what'd you what'd you like what was your uh i mean i, I like you guys what were your pavilions <laughs> we're talking i mean 
I don't even know if I can rank it. I guess I guess what I'll say is if I immediately think about it, of course I'm going to start with the universe of energy because it, the line is going to be shorter, <laughs> and I like the way it smells. It's got that weird smells like barbecue, the the dinosaur ride. Oh, did it? I yeah. don't think oh, I remember. Like it's yeah. burnt, like the burn, like it's the volcano or right, the yeah, ash they would or add something. This weird yeah, smell yeah. that was very very pungent, and then. Then Horizons, which was my favorite ride. Horizons oh, is, that's a whole, you guys need to do a whole episode. Yeah, I mean, that yeah, yeah. sucks Horizons much. That, I think that's one of the big ones. That's a major. That is a that's big a one that is in around we'll 2023, uh, uh, I'm probably. not going to say anything we'll about it, because, yeah, that's, that's very yeah. What if we did it where you could, at the end, you could choose a different path into <laughs> oh, one episode? That's, <laughs> what <I'm laughs> that's what I love to say. I love choosing. Uh, uh, and I, but I don't remember which was my favorite. I probably space, space or underwater. Like I've never. Uh, I guess I like the desert a little more now because it's kind of like a popular one, you know, two hour drive as a vacation destination <laughs> in Southern California. But as a kid, I was like, no, deserts are, that's where it's just cactuses and people die there. Like, don't for, don't forget, uh, the desert had. And I feel like I'm starting to step on horizons here. The desert had, uh, much like Soren, it shot the smell of oranges in your face oh, because yes. it was a terraformed oh. desert oh, that's that was true. covered in orange yeah. groves. Wow. wow. Oh, right. Okay. This is why, you know, I've, I've been meaning to bring this up on the show. Doug Jones, who was a, a guest on the show and a Horizons expert, wrote a big He's article awesome. about it. Uh, um, he, he had a big complaint about our, our show, and maybe other listeners have been uh, <laughs> stewing on this as well. He, he told it to me very effusively, almost in the way, you know, when the tweets have the claps between the, the words. It was <laughs> sure. almost like that. And he spelled it out like, watching a ride through is not the same as going <laughs> on the ride. Well, and, sure. <laughs> uh, you know, in some cases, we have no choice. Right. Uh, in other cases, we have wimped out of rides, and the mm-hmm. only uh, alternative is to watch the ride-throughs. But thinking about, uh, you've just listed several examples of smells and rides that I had not yeah. heard of, and this is why it's, I mean, I went on both of those as a kid, but I wasn't taking notes. I didn't know there was a podcast <laughs> yeah. coming 30 years down the line. What's a podcast, <laughs> mister? Um, I, I mentioned this on our text chain. I fo- my family found a video of me at like 12 age 12 goofing on the universe of energy after i had wrote, i was making fun of it because i said well then i'm like i'm like then we saw some dinosaurs and then we watched a movie for a while <laughs> and I, was like, I was like whoa i don't remember that because i don't even remember i don't i said it probably on the episode universe of energy i didn't have such a great memory of going on the ride but there i am goofing on it i'll, I'll get this i'll upload this eventually but yeah because the because because actually, the universe of energy starts with a movie. Yeah, it starts with right. I and mean, then, I don't know if I was confused at the time. There's two. There's two movies really. And then cue the dinos. Oh, because who does it now? Is it Ellen well, DeGeneres? Well, it's done or? now. It's over. Oh, is it really? Mm-hmm. Yes, it's going to be Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, yeah. so, I mean, but, I guess it was basically promoting Exxon, so I shouldn't oh, be mad yeah, yeah. about Exxon, it. But I still miss it's it so picky about it, and an out of de- a very hideously out of date uh, like version of Ellen and the and the her the animatronic, which she when the ride closed, she brought it out on the show and was like so horrified by her own like <laughs> non visage. She like even she like can't. She's like, can we get this out of here? I, I don't even want to do this as a bit. This is this is gone. <laughs> Uncanny Valley. Yeah, oh, sure. yeah, yeah. How oh, they wish if they. Were <laughs> they could sculpt that at uh, uncanny valley levels. So, um, so then, so let's see. If I, if I'm, if I'm going, if yeah, I'm, your ideal, yeah. If, if, I'm going if, if Epcot is new, if we transport to eighty two, eighty three. So we pretty much 
I feel like we always went clockwise, although I can't imagine a world where I would have let my dad bring us to the world showcase before seeing the land and imagination. Yeah. But I'm just going to say, I'm going to say we're doing it clockwise just because that's <laughs> why I think. So, so then Mexico, which I still think is the most successful immersive mm. non ride experience in all of the parks that I have seen. Huh? Just that, that mm-hmm. interior, that atrium that in general. Temple, and then just like, Oh, I'm yeah. outside and there's volcanoes and mm-hmm. it's, it does still look great you can't see the I ceiling guess. dark enough you can't, can't see, the, see ceiling. the ceiling yeah mm-hmm. that's important um, like your small world although i've realized i besides passing through it because it, it was never really my family's thing the pictures i've seen of the german beer hall look pretty cool not on oh. the level oh, of mexico yeah. but i'm like oh i should see what that's like sometime do you have any memories so of, fun it's yeah? so mm-hmm. fun because my uncle was obsessed with Germany because he liked Porsches. So we would go, my Uncle Howard, uh, so we would go, when he was in town, we'd go to Germany and it was super fun. they do all kinds of dancing and singing and like dads are chugging beer and like it's got a very like, very boisterous environment where everything else is a little bit more chill. That place was like, people are screaming and going crazy. (laughs) So uh, also after Mexico, for five years, maybe more, there was a sign saying, Coming soon, Africa. Africa. Yeah. I was so and psyched. Really? <laughs> yes. I think it's uh, Haley, right? The the Roots author? Uh, uh, oh, Alex Haley. Oh, yeah, just... Alex Haley. Um, in one of the Epcot TV specials, they like interviewed him about like, yes, we're working with, cool. uh, you know, this pavilion's going to be great. Like, this is, uh, yeah, it's going to be really good. And just never happened. Yeah, because I want to say it was like maybe Zimbabwe. Because, you know, it's got to be usually it's one country that sponsors. But they were going to try and do a whole continent. That feels that's like a, a very like American. Yeah, that's white problematic. That's a continent, like, Lots of countries in Africa. You got all you got this. All of you need to fit in this. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that would have been a little, a little problematic and complicated to uh, yeah. if they still had it. Yes. Uh, uh, the was that is that where Norway ended up being Norway? No, because then it was Japan. Or China. Then it was China. China, yeah. Then it was Japan, mm-hmm. where I saw Pat Marita. Whoa. And my dad said, Mr. Marita, it would be our honor if you would let me and my sons dine with you. And he said, no. <laughs> wow. That's wow. very embarrassing. Dine with you? I thought that was going to be a picture. No. Like a picture. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, uh, but that's what happens when you get famous people and, and you have just sort of every, everyday people. Wow. Going like, oh, you're my friend because, uh, you know, we love the credit kids. So, uh, <laughs> We're familiar, right? Boy, so, wax uh, off. <laughs> so let, let's actually, I'm going to make this a specific day because let's say that we then ate in Japan, which we did. That's where my, I'd always go with my dad. Mm-hmm. Then Norway, which didn't have the ride yet, the Maelstrom. Is that what it yes. was called? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Was yeah. it there without the ride it was at called, some point? It was without the ride, and then it was without trolls, I think. Or maybe it did have trolls, and uh, now it's something... The, yeah, else. the ride never now really changed that much. I now love it's the frozen. Ride. Oh, I've yeah. never seen, I haven't seen the frozen one. Yeah, now it's frozen. So then Germany and America and Italy and France, you know, you just sort of like, let's go, let's go. Come on, people, let's go. And you just walk there, you know, Morocco's... <laughs> what great, a diss you know, of the go, American adventure. They're, wonder, they're wonderful. We would see that if, as long as we had seen Imagination in the Land, then we would see America. Uh, we hadn't. We'd if be the like, clock's ticking. Let's go now, let's yeah, go, let's yeah. go. As you're saying this, I'm realizing, I don't know if I've ever been in World Showcase in the morning. I feel like that was always like, well, we got to do some future world stuff, and then we'll go to World Showcase. Right, so, and like the sun setting, it's beautiful. Yes, mm-hmm. it looks very nice. Uh, although I did find out at some point, I don't know if this is still the case, but you can go in, because World Showcase always opens second. Uh, uh, future World always opens oh. first in the morning. Um, but you can go in the back entrance of the park 
um, the International Gateway, you can go in a little before opening because the bakeries, like or the French bakery, I think, is open for breakfast. And you've never been there and in I've the morning? I've never been it. Because I, I just, I found out, Treats I think, after I was you there. Been there. I know. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I know. You're a fraud. <laughs> I just I just found out that there was another entrance I oh, think for really? you guys, yeah, like a, oh, like yeah. the international gateway. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's near Italy or something. It's uh, where is it? It's it between. It leads you into the UK. It's yeah, kind of, kind of by the UK, and, and then you go to Yacht and Beach Club and uh, Boardwalk back there. Those hotels, whoa. and it's a lovely little walk. And as I've said many times now, you go have a drink at the Abracadab Bar, my favorite bar in Disney World. Wow. This is a newer establishment. Can yeah. can anyone? Go there, or do you have to be a anyone can use the internet yeah. Car yeah. carrying yeah. magicians oh, only. Presto, whoa! You're doing magic right now. No, the audience can't I see have, it, but I'm a magician. <laughs> I think a point of clarification. I think we blew through International Gateway talk in the past because someone had messaged us and said anyone can use that. It's not just for hotel guests. I think mm. what we were saying was that, like, yeah, if you're staying at the hotels by that entrance, it's very convenient. Right, and then I uh, think I said. That that there was a boat from Hollywood Studios to Epcot and you said no it was to the hotels but then someone clarified that yes indeed you could take a train like a transfer boat so we were both this correct was, about you guys that. got so in a little like snippy fight we did get that's into what a fight I recall I guess, so. yeah also some of those policies uh, may have changed in between uh, 1995 mm. and uh, <laughs> sure. 2018 so. but you have to keep up on the policies especially up. an aspiring Disney politician as yourself <laughs> well that's not your jurisdiction that's not my jurisdiction should, at all. Be aware of the sister parks. Sure. Anyway, we've interrupted your day. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I feel like I'm doing too much Epcot, but I love it very much. I very, I, feel I very like Karen, the idea. You also, by the way, are mentioning things that we do. We have not. Uh, we have not really talked about Mexico. We have not. We, yeah. we we're heading to things we haven't. We haven't talked a lot about Canada or uh, so, a so lot if, of these. If on this podcast you do full episodes on all of these rides, think of oh, this certainly. brief. The think of this brief uh, uh, overview as the map. Hey, sure. Just looking at the map. So it's like the preview center. Yeah. We're all yeah. wait. What was the? What are they saying in the in the preview center video? We're waiting for you. Or we're oh. getting ready for you. I was like, oh my god! <laughs> you went to go see that multiple times, just yes. that, and then leave. Yes. I say that I absolutely would have done because it's a large thing. chunk of your day. Right, make, getting all the way you over made there. that whole yeah. ride. Absolutely. But I mean, just imagine seeing the dome with you know half of it is this weird stucco and half of it is the silvery. Uh, this is like, so, that's you're, you're, you're mocking me how yeah. much I want to. I mean, we're doing it this. now. We go to star, we go to Disneyland and look at the fake rocks at star Wars land. That's a thing we like to do. So I can imagine hypothetically, especially now that I have kind of so iconic and, yeah. and beloved thinking to going to see it being constructed is just, we are, we are so excited thinking about it. I think <laughs> the way, the way that you guys feel is how I feel about seeing like the, the, Columbia exhibit in Chicago, you know the Chicago World's Fair that uh, oh, yeah. oh yeah that inspired Walt Disney to make a of course. Sure. make a theme park oh, and inspired H.H. Yeah. Holmes to, uh, to commit <laughs> to complete his work. Uh, and both are my heroes for two different <laughs> reasons. Um, both very driven men. I went both out. built very oh. uh, distinct castles. They had visions. <laughs> they had visions. <laughs> they they built an immersive environments um, yeah. that generate yeah. emotion. So uh, so then we'd go. Always, we'd go to the um, Canada Circle Theater mm-hmm. because we loved the song, and this was before Martin Short. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And on the day that we saw Pat Morita and Aiden Japan, then we went to the Circle Theater, 
and I threw up in the middle of the, in the oh. middle of the place. I'm very wow. shy. I was very shy. I would never like throw up in public, and I threw up right in the middle of like all of the circle theater. It was just too much. Whoa! Did you get the like people recoiling and backing up? And oh, yes, luckily it was at the very end. I'm like, I think I I did it. I made I made it. I I made it through the whole thing. I feel really blah, and then like, the doors opened. Did it surprise you? Total surprise. That's wow. never. I, I don't wow. think that's happened since. Where I didn't think I was going to throw up, and then I did. Huh. And this is in the. It's in. A, it's in the Circle Vision Theater, and they do. If you haven't been to a Disney uh, Circle Vision movie in a while, there are rails that you hold. And I was like, holding, in case you know, so you were gripping. I was on. holding onto the rail, <laughs> right, right. and I remember looking down and being like, "I still feel bad." And then, <laughs> so yikes! Those so, things are. There's something weird about uh, those things for sure. And just the, imagine the. Because they're shot on seventy millimeters, so just the 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 equipment to film those things must be beautiful. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The like, yeah, kind of real technical feats for yeah. sure. But also, yeah, like those things. Because there's no like uh, digital stitch up points really so probably some of those cameras would get kind of out of way i do remember like odd odd lines and bending and, and stuff yeah, yeah. but they overlap and it feel ghosty and yeah 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 i could see why it would like bug you out is what i'm saying but i guess like in the 80s if i think back uh if i could you know with with uh being able to look back in the 80s the thing that there was different then was you could be completely earnest about something you know what mm-hmm. i mean like there was no a crowd in the circle theater of canada wouldn't be like a movie what is this one you know what i mean like it was just yeah. like oh shit wow all right great we're gonna learn about <laughs> canada and like the whole audience would Everyone be on board like taking notes <laughs> like you could, you could be like a muscle guy in the 80s with like a sleeveless shirt and like sunglasses and you could make like flex your bicep and kiss your bicep and look at somebody and not be joking like it was like that's the difference of the 80s you could be completely the sincerity earnest and sincere yeah it's better now it's better now than it was then but that's that was the difference culturally well but maybe like i think what i i like trying in a supremely snarky time and when commercials are all like uh are all little riffy joke machines and And stuff wouldn't it be funny if we ate at carl's jr or whatever oh yeah yeah even yeah brands present themselves ironically (laughs) it's also strange but like that that deeply earnest way that ads used to be the Epcot movie. You're talking about the church street station <laughs> ad that we talked about in the pleasure <laughs> Island episode. Yeah. So like, so, so deeply earnest. And that, that I think that might be a lot of what, uh, uh, you know, uh, excites me about old Epcot. It seems like, you know, like that, uh, I understand why they would do, let's get a comedian in this ride and have her kind of make fun of the dinosaurs. Totally well, makes sense as a nineties, turn but oh my god the 80s where you didn't need that people would just like it's a beautiful score these robots are very well rendered <laughs> yeah um, it is the swing in the 90s is so hard too because i mean eric idols on figment mm-hmm. martin short goes into canada ellen goes on universe like everyone was reacting to it like well no one wants to be sincere anymore everyone wants snark everyone wants funny we'll get the funniest people and they'll make the funniest jokes <laughs> on our sw- rides from a now swarm on swarm of comedians <laughs> yeah like <laughs> the monkeys invaded Epcot Center, uh, and a few of them are still in there. Send in the last great adventurers of our time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> stand up comedians. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, let's see. So then, I think I think Canada ends it. Also, Canada, those when you're in that little area with the with the waterfalls and the cliffs, and you're mm-hmm. looking up at the Quebec 
uh, very building. Cool. Very yeah. beautiful. Very, yes. very beautiful. I was there and the Morocco Pavilion across from it. Gorgeous. Also beautiful. Uh, uh, really food. incredible architecture. Uh, with the tile work, it's just a masterpiece. Well, we're, so, look how earnest we're being. We got yeah. the Epcot yeah, we're earnest. I, I worry <laughs> coming on here because I, I have no snark towards these places because yeah, I love yeah, them yeah. so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, it's like sometimes we do, sometimes we do and sometimes we don't. Like, uh, you know, I think we, we like ragging on some weird bad thing or like food rocks <laughs> we, is silly, but uh, yeah. it's I think it is a yeah a, a fear we have sometimes. It's like, do we just love this? There's people, not a lot to uh, people complain about. just. I mean, we don't talk. We don't talk too much about. Well, I guess we always talk about ourselves, but I mean, we don't talk. We're not analyzing ourselves. But when I hear people talk about the show that we do, they do talk about our sincerity, which I don't know that I necessarily know that I'm doing it. <laughs> I also feel like no, I'm being. Just, I'm really being flippant about this stuff. But apparently, I'm just like I love this stuff so much. <laughs> I love it. Like that's really what it's coming off as. Well, those moments. Every one of those moments is worth ten little jabs. I think. They, I guess they, they shine yeah. brighter. I think. Uh-huh. Maybe, maybe it's because because these things are precious to you, and so they're worthy of criticism. Mm, interesting. Maybe. I think. Well, well also, like just, uh, uh, just what it's just what you like and what you believe like i mean i think a lot of people if you if you corner someone and go like what do you believe like what do you what's your whole what are you all about like people will often clam up and shut down or like well, sure I yeah come i believe that if you were to point your finger hard. at them like that they would uh, clam uh, up what do you why do you believe in god you know like <laughs> uh, uh, there's a walk like, around character i don't want to say yeah this is atheist uh, accused Oh, what is Epcot's guy? new character like? The a new atheist guy. <laughs> like, like, I, mean, I guess he sell books. But, uh. Sincere man. <laughs> yeah. But you know, you come up to me on the street, point at me, uh, ask what you believe. I, I think I would spit back as fast as I could upon getting my bearings. I believe that the future began on October first, nineteen eighty-two. Well, that's what your full back tattoo. Let me flex it for you guys. Very good. Everybody get a view. All right, great. Uh, um, uh, Wait, but we've looped back around. So then, just quickly, just doing the circle of. um, I mean, I'm not going to spend time on imagination. That was probably the most important thing to me uh, at the the park. Uh, The land, which was a close second. Uh, Ah. Come see my garden, guys, in Eagle Rock, because it's all inspired by the land. Wow, hydroponics. They've got hydroponics. That's that's wild. You're this is this is another another level. This is uh, I love. I love the land. I loved it very much. We've heard of many, you know, uh, Michael Jackson, uh, old singer Bobby Sherman. They make their Main Street in their backyard. They mm-hmm. recreate the famous Disney <laughs> mm-hmm. Main Street. But I have yet to hear anyone recreate the land. Loved it. Wow. The, the one I'm trying to, which I will someday do when I retire from this industry when I'm 70, I hope, uh, <laughs> sure. will be the one where the fish live under the water and the fish fertilizes the plants, but then the plant, plants drop stuff and it feeds the fish. And it's sort of like this cycle that goes forever oh, and I think you can buy very uh, low key like tabletop versions of that yeah I'm into that now. I, I yeah. want to try that and then the eels anyway so yeah but, wow, wow. Um, what was the name you guys you just did the one about the cabaret the, the kitchen, kitchen cabaret, cabaret. Kitchen cabaret. Yeah. that's an example of one that even when I was little my dad would be like you guys don't want to do that one do you we'd be like no don't worry about it don't worry we're not gonna yeah. so we did not do you could not feel it yeah that okay. felt wrong. so you don't mind that we snarked about that one no. that's outside the purview I was of, like that's 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 talking down to me. 
yeah sure sure uh yeah, uh, yeah they they know how much me a kid likes uh, uh 40s vaudeville <laughs> music and uh yeah. food hey, vocal trio trios. <laughs> but even as we're saying this now like this stuff of like yeah we we made some jokes about it, but if someone said like hey do you want to get in a car and go to that right now i go like yes absolutely oh, yeah, i'd yeah. rather be doing sure. that than pretty much anything else <laughs> see a yeah. sultry what tomato who is the going like <laughs> there are a hey, couple boys so- you want to learn about some salt whatever they uh, um i forget well, already the main- depends on what your tastes are i mean anything <laughs> in that show could really be yeah, i was gonna say there's boat. a couple of uh, sexy characters i mean bonnie, bonnie appetit, appetit i think is uh, the safe mm-hmm. choice people so, probably found that milk carton kind of handsome yeah as a reason he stuck around and was in food rocks too mm-hmm. but he was called dairy man what was it called uh, uh, uh mr dairy goods i believe was his, his name <laughs> <laughs> just a normal human saying nope. just Nothing to make sincere about this podcast and, and it's all the, snark the other thing that i would also be snarky about back then would be something seemed like pandering to me about oftentimes about parades or like spectaculars unless it was mm. a night spectacular so okay. yeah. during the day they would do this spectacular that was like lots of purple smoke and explosions and airboats and like <laughs> ah the evil dragon men have come to steal our imagination cube you know like that and then people would literally parachute into the show with smoke on their parachutes wow. and i'd be like eh, this is a little silly so like that Hmm. That I wasn't into. I, would just I don't to, know about this one. Was that an early I mean, thing? That up. Yes, it's called like, just look up what it's, I mean, all I can think of is like Fantasmic, but that's not it, obviously. Right. It was something it like was that. Kind of, it was done by like Interventions, right? Yes. Like sort of by the fountain and it all. It might have been, yeah. it was right in the center of the There's lake. And it would multiple boats and like parachuting. Oh, wait, no, this is different. Oh, okay. It was I'm, high speed boats going all around the lake. Man, fighting oh. each other. We gotta, we gotta see this. Because this is this other one where Mickey is learning to, to harness the power of water. <laughs> right. And he like summons yeah. an <laughs> army of people on stilts. And they're, so they're all very tall and they're all wearing metallic mickey shaped uh, armor uh, uh on their chests he's like and then and then like a like a robot dragon appears and shoots fire it might have been i don't think so i think this was a 90s thing though well the boats were dragon heads so oh. whatever you find the boats are dragons heads and they're going very fast this was like a was. dragon head but like poking out of a planter so <laughs> uh, like it hid in mm. just in a big planter in that epcot uh, you know garden area so it could have been a repri- a repeated dragon head but finding out that there are multiple dragon yes. related shows <laughs> wow. in epcot history what a delight because that but, was big in the when the epcot open was the whole colorful smoke I remember that being oh, oh yeah. purple smoke. Oh, green smoke. So that like was this. also I didn't like daytime fireworks. You just saw a quick flash, and then it was mostly the smoke after. I, I wasn't. Oh, into yeah. that. I wasn't yeah. into that. Right. So, and then the last thing that opened at Epcot that I was excited about and felt really rewarded was uh, the Living Sea. The oh, that's sea? right. Yeah. It was a little later. Living Seas. Yeah. Eighty six, yeah. I think. Who was yeah. later that was in the, the last run. thing that I was Took like, a little while. I can't believe this is going to open. And when it did, I was like, I can't believe how great it is. Oh, sure. See, so mm-hmm. like those sea cabs. I was so into it. That's the thing that why my wife uh, thought she didn't like epcot because the one time she went they were they the first thing they went on were the sea cabs and her dad was like this place sucks sea cabs and they like left immediately and until we met she assumed epcot was bad and i was like no but there's this whole thing where it's the future but it's from the 80s and you just you gotta check it out so the sea cabs uh, uh spoiled her experience but uh um i don't know that was before they turned it into 
now, Nemo? now Nemo are in yeah. the in the sea cabs. Yeah. See, Fun. that's uh, uh, my family had the opposite in that, like the restaurant in that pavilion. We were all jazzed every trip we would eat <laughs> at the Living Seas restaurant. Uh, I think that is the first and one of the few places I've ever eaten turtle at. Uh, no, oh, they turtle soup. soup. They had turtle, turtle soup? soup as you could look at turtles. Oh, you were like the shredder. Uh, <laughs> yeah, one of you the finally uh, dined on turtle soup. Yeah, this is uh, that is a story I think like, I've told uh, to some people are surprised by like how many first food experiences I remember having at Disney World. I remember it being the first place I ever had hummus, balsamic vinegar, Ooh. figs. Keep going. Like <laughs> I think that's mostly it. <laughs> uh, uh, but just these Three's weird oddities, like of like, yeah, it was at Spoodles. Do you remember Spoodles? You guys ever eat at Spoodles? <laughs> Spoodles? Spoodles is at the Boardwalk Hotel. I think oh, I did eat at Spoodles. I never yeah. ate at Spoodles. And uh, yeah, they would give you bread with hummus, even though it was an Italian restaurant. Uh, that was like what their bread service was. And my family was all kind of like, "What is this?" And we're, I'm like, "Oh, this is good." Did and you? Were, then, did they? Were they? Did they all try it? Or because my yeah, dad everyone still, tried it. And everyone liked still, it. Little suspicious of hummus. Won't have hummus. <laughs> I go. Well, you know, it's just chickpeas. It's not any. Well, I don't know the hummus. Uh, <laughs> I, I still think it was there. very yeah. unique back. Then. I don't know it that was, it was yeah. like available at supermarkets as much. And then we were in the Millennial Village. I think it was called like the the uh, sort of. Oh, World's yeah. Fair, Lord, in the sound stage at the back entrance of Epcot, like there mm-hmm. was a pavilion where a man, like we sat on pillows, and he told us about his country and his culture, and poured us tea and gave us pa- plates of figs, and it was like <laughs> it, that <laughs> felt like the most like hands-on because it wasn't like super crowds. It was like wow, this is like an Epcot. Uh, pavilion like just for us like it was a very neat like personalized wow. it's a thing. great way to describe an unpopular attraction <laughs> <laughs> I guess just well it was also us. huge so I feel like it ate up people but uh, <laughs> right, right. yeah it was turned the towards the uh, the millennium was coming and everything was exciting <laughs> oh, I know. We remember. the world's gonna be a utopia or the world's gonna end in 2000 uh, that was kind of uh, one of two ways, as far as we knew, with Y2K. And uh, you know, it turned out it, it was ending just very slowly, slowly very <laughs> gradually. Yeah. Um, I just now I'm picturing kind of like a yearbook type photo of you looking very studious and proud <laughs> with the quote under it and they would give you bread with hummus <laughs> just want that to be very associated with you I, it's funny the park stuff like i did not have a lot of fr- i mean i had friends who would go certainly uh but like no one i ever really like geeked out with even like the friends that i would like nerd out about like comics or like movies or comedy or stuff like mm-hmm. theme parks was never in this so it felt very personal to me and like to my family and like we were all kind of on the same page i was the most intense clearly you, uh, you would go up to kids at school and be like i tried hummus i tried yeah. hummus for the free want to talk about it did you guys know there's more than one vinegar <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, to get back on Go track. Go to the world showcase and get cultured. Get That's cultured, what we yeah. And noodles. And drink a turtle. <laughs> from from the living seas to a different seas. Oh, oh yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Right. We figured well, it right. out. 
Um, we're descending 20,000 20, leagues. 20,000 leagues. All the way, 20,000 leagues deep under the sea. Uh, uh, well, so let's let's talk about this. Yes. You have a person, you have an attachment not just to this ride, but to this film, it seems like. Very much. Yeah. So I, th- and I try to remember why and how that happened, because when you watch it now, I think it's like three hours long. Yeah, it's very, yeah. And it's dry. But, sure, um, yeah. It might have been on the wonderful world of Disney. Okay. Possibly. I think that is statistically very likely. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that it might be that, or I might have seen it possibly projected someplace. Because in the early 80s, they would have movies would come back to the theater. So it's like, oh, you didn't yeah. see Indiana Jones? It'll be back. It'll be back next fall. So, uh, so anyway, uh, it was something about the combination of my sort of like pre-goth tendencies mixed with the idea of like humanity is dumb and I'm going to escape and like enter a magical world on my own <laughs> mixed with Kirk Douglas was cool. And I love Peter Laurie and James Mason. I love the way he sounded. I was yeah. obsessed with pipe organs for some reason. I always wow. like, like I was very into learning the pipe organ and 20,000 leagues under the sea, like inspired me to self teach my to to be self uh, whatever I, t- I taught myself t- um, Takata and Fugue in, in D minor because I was so obsessed with being wow. Captain Nemo and Whoa. playing that complicated song oh and it's difficult too yeah, when you figured tough. it out it's tough yeah it took I didn't finish the end part uh, a little rusty but the beginning <laughs> does it. it get really like yeah it gets really that plays in this ride and in the movie that's what Captain Nemo plays in his pipe organ oh that's what he plays in, in the in the movie but in the ride they they play the theme uh, like uh, an extended version of the theme yeah I think they play an extended version of the theme and it pretty much never stops no. <laughs> it no, plays no. through the entire ride also I was reading about it it was also it was like a bed so if there was a delay that could keep playing but right. they could cue the narration parts like as needed yeah oh. it would just chill for a while and you would just hear the organ music yeah. very pleasant for me i was i was very into orchestral music when i was a young child so yeah. <laughs> but when you're waiting in the line they would play whale of a tale without mm. lyrics which is kirk douglas's song uh, okay oh, yeah I I, until i watched it in preparation for this i was not familiar with maybe not any of it embarrassingly i don't think i knew the the organ thing and i didn't know the song the song's a lot of fun <laughs> yeah it's a good song, i swear right? by my tattoo mm-hmm. Uh, and Kirk Douglas uh, had to go, had to stretch outside of himself to sing. Uh, I don't think he's known as a singer. No, but he, he knocked it out of the park. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's super charismatic. Also, funny. just, I got to tell you, it makes me feel great knowing that he is still alive. Right. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. Doing okay. Yes. Yeah. Can still, like, speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it seems like the odds are against and... it, but he does. He'll speak at things. Yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah, did yeah. the Oscars a couple years ago. Right. So, so, um, you would be walking through it just seemed like a perfectly disney thing because back then it wasn't like oh have you guys heard about steampunk it's like you wear an abraham lincoln hat but it's made of copper it wasn't like that oh, it was yeah. like it didn't really have a name when this movie was out or right. even like for a while after this movie was out yeah it was just like uh like a design aesthetic more like what the ship looks like what the submarine looks like yeah yeah, yeah. it was it was uh, well i mean it was like um 
Jules Verne shit. Jules Verne. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Jules Verne, H.G. Wells shit. Totally, yeah. yeah so, Public so, domain science, early science fiction. And it uh, just looked so beautiful. It, like, it looked so perfect where you, like, there was something about where it was. In the, and I don't remember exactly where it was placed, but something around the lines of, like, it was near Frontierland, but it was also near Fantasyland. It was, like, a really nice merge. It, yeah. it also merged. No, it was uh, Tomorrowland, right? So it was well, sort no, of like, it was Fantasy. It was Fantasyland, technically. Uh, that was uh, an interesting thing I came across uh sort of relearning about this ride is is you know of course in disneyland and anaheim they had the submarine voyage but it was much more like 50s kind of uh cold war like you know the submarines america's first <laughs> line of underwater defense and it was very novel eventually it became more research submarines as that became very popular and they wanted to put it in florida but they're like oh we're kind of running out of room in Tomorrowland. but if we like put a theme over it we can get it in somewhere else like Fantasyland. they're like oh well, we the Twenty Thousand leagues movie is still looms large mm-hmm. in people's mind and the ride itself seemed kind of similar had a lot of similarities to the anaheim version but this except captain nemo <laughs> right is there and you are in the nautilus and it was one of these sort of like these seamless transitions that i'm so into at disney where you don't see where you've sort of seamlessly entered into another world right so yeah. because it was a perfect connector between fantasy and future it was retro future and it was also fantasy and but it makes I, sense it, it ties into uh, frontier land and stuff too yeah. because it's it is past technology right yeah and, yeah yeah, yeah, so, yeah and i also grew up in like near all these weird waterways and i thought it would be really cool if i had my own submarine and i would like sink sure. people's boats and like <laughs> sing, go to boated boat communities and sink them with my go, own go to war with war as some <laughs> have described <Yeah>. nemo <laughs> <laughs> so i thought when i was growing up that it was the most successful immersive experience at Disney, right? Because because mm-hmm. Pirates is awesome, but there's a part of Pirates where it just feels like, it feels like a little bit of a ride. It's very immersive, yeah. but I would say the Haunted Mansion is the most successful immersive experience for me at Disney. There's no mm-hmm. point when I go like, ah, just a ride. Like I would actually get sucked in when I was little completely to Haunted Mansion. Sure. Uh, but 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea was so perfectly effective because you get into an actual once you go through the very long line you get into an actual submarine that is clearly below water and if those those portals broke you're gonna die i mean you're underwater you know what i mean it's not like they're not projecting it on a screen you are in a submarine yeah underwater right? and if you're so, freaked out by that then you're terrifying. probably not going to go on this ride it, it would it, like when they'd close the hatch your ears would pop a little bit so that you know that there's yeah. some sort of suction related thing going yeah. on um so scott says this so here's my quick story <laughs> about this yeah. and i i don't know what's true and what's not because i was very little we were in line. I I forget. It's probably like eighty nine or something. We were in line for this ride, and it was a. Lo- it's always a long line because it's it's a very hard to get in and out to load people in and out for these subs. It still is in Disneyland. Um, it takes so the line gets very long. There was no fast pass. My parents didn't have any idea. They didn't have a guide to tell which. So we were there probably for like what felt like an hour and a half. I think in line. My parents were exhausted, and I'm like four or five years old. And we get to the front of the line, and I say to my mom, I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and my mom's like, we we just got here. We're, and she's like, I'm like, no, I have to go. 
So we got out of line. I never went on this ride. <laughs> oh, oh no! I now here's the interesting thing. I think in hindsight I might have been lying <laughs> to, because I was afraid <laughs> of the ride. Because you were scared. I don't know for sure. My <laughs> memories betray me. I'm not sure what the deal is. I think though I was using it so I could get off. I was too scared too. As you're saying, this thing went under the water. I didn't like it. I'm a little claustrophobic in general. I'm also a little phobic about everything in general. Um, so I'm pretty sure I used peeing as an excuse to not go on this ride. So and this I've never like been on this ride. Neurotic childhood trauma, which we all share. Yes. Like, like usually trauma caused by our own minds. Yes. Uh, which is fitting because I don't want to be the one to break news. I mean, it'll be old news by the time this release. But oh, I got a news alert that uh, the novelist Philip Roth just died at 84. Five. Oh, oh, uh, oh my! Uh, the oh. great uh, chronicler of neurotic uh, <laughs> Jewish protagonists. Uh, what, a, what, what a tie-in! What a tie-in! Yeah, the, the first. I got but this seems Cronkite like the sort of mania from a, a port noise complaint. Uh, I guess uh, I got a news where, alert that said that uh, we have the dates or the dates when Star Wars Land opens on my phone, and I didn't break that news for this. Oh, and you're, breaking really? the, breaking you're breaking the no- great the, American novelist. novelist. What? Deaths. Wait, give well, us the dates, specific, Mike. Well, yeah, I should, shouldn't have said date, but it's uh, it's summer 2019 for Disneyland, fall 2019 for Disney World for Star We're Wars Land. We're beating them. We're beating them. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what that's what we got, and I didn't even report that. <laughs> so now I know we can report anything. <laughs> Will it be worth it for the lines? Star Wars Land? Well, that's a whole other thing. Like, if we're getting into rumors here, they're they're doing a whole Pixar... This for, is not a rumor. They're doing a whole $300 day before Pixar Pier event. Interesting. So, there's speculation that for months, there will be a an additional upcharge Star Wars event to get into the land. And you will have your... You, will, you won't be like... You'll be able to go on the rides. It'll probably actually be more comfortable, but it'll be like an insane upcharge, maybe in addition to your ticket or annual pass. It's worth it. You won't so, regret it. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I'll, I'll 300 bucks easy. <laughs> Done. Done. I'm out of my You get a boys band too thrown in, right? Yeah, yeah, you gotta yeah. Have a boys yeah. Band. I want to see what, I wanna, yeah, I want to, before anybody else, I want to see Watto's. Well, and we got to get away to the land before our band starts playing there yes. on a permanent basis. Before Halix 2.0. Halix 2.0. Sure. Are you guys just going to do like a flash mob of a band or? Uh, in that we won't have permission yeah. and it'll just start yeah, happening. Maybe. Yes. Oh, good. Uh, yeah. We were hoping someone from Disney would have heard that one episode where we pitched ourselves as the uh, the revival of their old uh, 70s band? 80s band. 80s. 80s band, uh, Halix. Uh, but yet we have not been contacted by the Disney people. So we'll we'll see. They have a year though. Yeah, they've got some time to to invite us. But formally. as you all know, we love breaking rules. <laughs> sort of what we're known for being the bad boys of theme park podcasting. We might be the baddest boys. We might be. And the we're not bad boys, boys not but in remotely. comparison to the other podcast hosts, they all seem like real good boys. I could be wrong, but. We're they just, are uncomfortable saying like the true. word alcohol. <laughs> like I had a bit of a libation that was of the adult variety, so, and like yeah, it, dr- we drink. drank alcohol together the other Ooh, night. We got boozed up. Oh yeah. wow! So Holiday. If, you're, if you're another theme park <laughs> podcast host and you think you are a tougher, cooler, more bad boy or girl than we are. 
let us know because I bet I bet you're wrong. Yeah, can you compete with us having a night where we closed out the rooftop bar at the Burbank Holiday Inn, yeah. then went to the uh, Carl Strauss or Gordon Beers? Gordon Beers. Gordon Beers. They're almost the same. And I got a glass of white wine, and uh, Jason got a brownie with ice cream on it <laughs> and no drink and no drink. <laughs> and they brought me a plate with four spoons, and I went, "Well, this won't be necessary." <laughs> <laughs> Are you like me? Very and you, accurate. And you didn't have an ID when you went to Florida, so you had your friends illegally buy you drinks for five days? Are you tougher than that? Oh, I don't are, think so. Are you breaker. like me as you were doing research? I was also, research. by the way, 33 years old when I was going down. <laughs> as you were doing research for this episode, tried one of Trader Joe's new cans of wine and then woke up in the morning with a splitting <laughs> headache. <laughs> well, I think with that, that says it all. We're starting. It's about time we started feuds with all these other podcasts. Yeah. Come at us. This is our heel turn. Yeah. Or my, or my fellow Gainesvillians who picked up Mickey Mouse at grad night and threw him over the moat and got kicked out of Disneyland forever. Whoa, whoa, oh, wait, I'm, doing the, I'm, I'm doing the opposite thing. I'm doing the opposite thing. I'm doing the opposite Offended, thing. sir. Offended. Get out of here. Whoa, that's is that a real breaking. thing? Yes, that's, that's a real thing. That's wild. Whoa. Wait, were you Maybe part of this? Maybe spin him around no, once no, or was, twice, but even that's too far. What if he hurt himself? <laughs> that was... That was Gainesville High School that was not wow. PK Young and oh, they are okay. still Different banned school. from Disney. Really? Yes. The school in general? Yes. That's oh, wild. Well, Man. As they should be. Yes, we yeah, are. We that's are. horrible. Keep it up. That is horrible. Save it for Silver Springs, <laughs> folks. <laughs> Gainesville High. Go dive off a... Go dive through a flaming hoop into a tiny pool of water. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> um, so what was your first memory... Do you... Like your first time going... How old were you when you first went on this? Do you remember... Great question. ...that specific time? I... You know what I remember... I remember more strongly is coming back from there and being like... I'm going to recreate this entire experience in my living room. And so I would insist that my mom find refrigerator boxes and small cardboard boxes. And I would spend, I mean, I would, the living room would be taken over by me building the Nautilus in our living room and then cutting portholes out and putting like gelled, you know, gelled uh, cellophane over them. Sure. And then me going to my bathroom and being like, this is your captain. <laughs> Nemo. This is Nemo. And I'd be like, full ahead. Like turn on the sink and then like diving, diving, ding, ding. And I would do my impression of the entire ride. And then I would force my little brother to sit there and listen to it. So that would probably be when I was, oh, let's say nine. Let's say nine. Even though I I know I went before that. Right. This is what my obsession became creating the Nautilus in my living room. Wow. Which cut to the future when I started being a bad kid in Florida. I brought my death metal friend, Sam Kessel, and he saw it and he goes, it'd be cool if we broke that, right? I'm like, yeah, totally. That'd be cool. (gasps) And he smashed my Nautilus and my childhood. That was when my childhood ended. Wow. When the lead singer of the Junkie Necrophiliacs smashed the Nautilus (laughs) in my living room. Shout out to the Junkie (laughs) Necrophiliacs. He didn't even do it at a concert. Thanks. He did it in my living room. So, so, um, so yeah, you, you know, you'd get, you'd get, you'd go down into the bowels of the Nautilus and the organ music would be playing and you'd hear Captain Nemo up there. I don't think you heard Ned Land or Peter Laurie, whoever his character's yeah. name is. No. Like, he might have said like, but Captain, like, but I don't think so. I think there, it was just, There's like a first mate who chimes in sometimes, uh, but the person doing Nemo is doing an impersonation of James Mason. He is an actor named <laughs> Peter Renaday. 
uh, uh, doing a James Mason impression, a very ominous <laughs> James Mason <laughs> it impression. It wasn't terrible, but I went back and no. watched a ride through today and yeah. i was like oh that's not james mason no although this guy i i do want to read more about him because i looked up his like filmography and like he's still alive like he Ooh. did something for he did voices in like nausicaa the valley of the wind i think Ooh, like a, yeah. just a few years ago wow. uh, uh for the dubbed version and like just has an insane uh, uh, voice acting the sort of career that is surely dying in the current me- <laughs> new media landscape where it's like oh clear this guy did a lot of additional voices or small characters but clearly this is how he made his living for years and years and uh, we would probably never be able to have those careers nowadays <laughs> you don't think so you don't think is this VO uh, you think VO is having uh, uh, well I problems? mean I think it'll always be needed but I feel like every now and then I read articles about like you know Brad Pitt does lead voice of me- like movie oh, stars oh, doing see, like the main true. And character actors are gone. Yeah, like Chess McNeils right. are like fallen. There's less and less of them, sort of thing. That might be true, but there's also there's still video games and uh, oh, that's uh, true. Yeah, so I guess like people. new opportunities arise. So, but yeah, this guy seemed like he had a very cool career, a very long storied career. Fooled mm-hmm. me. I thought it was Captain Nemo. When I, wow. Yeah. So, so you, so you would, you know, you. The submarine was going straight. It mm-hmm. never actually submerged. But it was, but right. what they would do is they would shoot bubbles at a at a at a diagonal angle. So it felt like you were going down diagonally, and it would happen at a convenient time, right when you'd pass by a you know a reef or something, and then you would it would get like a little darker. And and you know what's funny is that I never I never realized this until this was another sort of end of childhood moment when my this is the first snark in my life when somebody goes that ride's pretty fake i'm like what are you talking about no it's not it's enormous and there's like fish and all kinds of stuff and you can see all the way into the horizon they go yeah just look up like six inches you can see the surface (laughs) of the water and i was like oh no and from that point on i couldn't help it but to look up and you would see the surface of the water a foot above you but when i was little i did not have that feeling and you would just you look and there'd be like tons of amazing animatronics there's an animatronic grouper and uh and then as you as you would go into the waterfall which where you where you you dive again uh into the abyss they would have like those light up glowing you know creatures mm-hmm. from the, the the bottom of the ocean and then you discovered atlantis which i always thought was exciting that we did <laughs> we did it what's, we what's, disco- what's in the atlantis part it's just like really cool looking statues like huge statues of like people's faces and but Uh. they're all crumbled but what's cool is is that there's like lava all around it so like the ground is lit up and glowing red and there's bubbles coming out of it so there's like these ruins that are inside an underwater volcano and but there's also it's like rumbling and it seems like the rumble is coming from outside then uh then a volcano starts to erupt so they're like let's get out of here and then you get out of there and then you see another one of another nautilus which is nice because I was like, oh, good. They're calling out the fact that there are multiple of these because mm-hmm. I saw multiple. Right, right. Right. Oh, they do so, there's a lot. That. Yeah, so there's fleet. a lot. Yeah. There's a fleet of these things. So like, oh, no, it's one of ours. Been crushed like an eggshell. And I thought that that was like a very disturbing descriptive. Yeah. And, yeah. And so it like, yeah. had bubbles coming out of it. And like, it's like electricity is making the windows shock and you can hear it's sort of like sinking and you can hear like metal twisting. I'm like, oh, shit. Right. Then reveal the squid, which then attacks your nautilus right and there's like electricity that shoots out and then the squid gets away and then you barely make it out and then they they come up to the surface and they're like wow we did it 
congratulations crew <laughs> yeah, so which, like did you, did you do you escaped i guess yeah you made it also at some point you see mermaids and a sea serpent and yes. like the uh, uh the first mate like calls it out and so like atlantis all of this stuff going on nemo's fine with that but then he goes like uh, uh sea serpents mermaids you must be losing your mind mr baxter of course uh too, oh. for the real for the real heads out there for the real theme park oh. heads out there uh mr baxter is the name of the first mate or the crew member reference to tony baxter this was one of his mm. first jobs he designed this um, ride, did he not they, well, they, they used a lot of the original submarine voyage, oh, but wow. then he was, like, one of the lead Imagineers on, like, 20,000 leads of it oh, for wow. Florida. And yeah. uh, uh, from what I could tell, seemed, you know, we've, we've speculated in the past about, like, he didn't seem very happy about, like, certain decisions, and it seemed like this was a thing that really rankled some Imagineers, the, the, what happened with this ride in the Anaheim version in terms of closures and like in Anaheim's case, laying dormant for so long. Both you, of them. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Long stretches. I have in my no- on my notes on my phone that like to, to make sure to mention the sea serpent mermaid part, because I always felt that that joke fell flat because it was like, they'd spell all your, you're in a situation where this captain is high status and he's like pointing stuff out. And then all of a sudden he's like, what? There's no such thing as a sea serpent or mermaids. And they're right in front of you. And the sea serpent's eyes are like, Ooh, like googly. Yeah. And it's the mermaids the have a sea serpent on a leash. On like a pearl. So like they have like a hierarchy. They and have they're, like, they're like <laughs> smiling and everybody's having a good time. And then it's like this long pause. It's sort of like, this is a snarky thing to say. It's sort of like when, you know, you go to an improv show and somebody's wearing a funny t-shirt. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, you don't uh, want to do like, that. It's sort of like, it's a hat and a hat or it's like a thing. It's yeah. like, we'll do anything for a laugh. Like, it just seems like such like a slow comedy You want pitch. a plain um, shirt or, my opinion, gentlemen, put a collared shirt on, put oh, on a polo, nice. put on an Oxford, roll up your sleeves and make a little bit of an effort Were when you you're like on going stage? out for a nice were you, show. Were you mad the years we've done improv together that I never wore a collared shirt on stage? Not really. <laughs> Right. No, I it was. I guess it was more a goal I had for myself. More of like a. Okay. Were you upset uh, that he wore a shirt that I've had too many martinis? <laughs> uh, no, because I mean that's universally funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's gonna. You just yeah. point to it if the sketches. Yeah, you are get an initial out. laugh and it breaks the ice, and then the show is gonna be very good. Maybe it's more for someone uh, with me with my odd bite body type, where I'm like put in an effort. I feel like your shirts always fit better on you, so I care less. Well, there's nothing odd about my six three gangly body type. <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you seems nice to me? But you, you, because you coach uh, teams, or uh, uh, and you. Do you give this advice or will you start to gentlemen put in an effort oh i don't know ladies wear a gown (laughs) (laughs) uh no well i think ladies have it hard i think like a a lot of uh uh, women i know have said like when improvising they usually just wear pants because you never know if you're gonna be flopping around we were were told in the 101 the ladies were told like do not wear a dress or a skirt ever so that is a thing they say. I they think, never yelled at anyone about their. Shirt I think choice. it's very odd when like college groups wear like uh, business casual, like wear like sure. dresses and khakis with tucked in shirt, <laughs> like look very, you know, like they're at a mixer, like a networking event for that's, whatever industry. That's Yale's improv team, right? They do a, they do a whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, yeah, that or like other colleges do like matching t-shirts, and I think I mean they that's just dorky. I mean. 
I, oh, if I'm calling was, something dorky, like, come on, <laughs> uh, uh, look at what I'm doing. Mine had mine. Yeah, we were matching, and it was like a it was a very busy logo. For so for like seventeen of those to be uh, uh, darting around the stage, it was it was far too much. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so no matching. Sure, we're laying down improv. Uh, I mean, I'm less, I, I, it's also like, well, people are coming right from work or have like other stuff to do. I don't really care. But if it's like, especially if it's like a sold out show, like show show, like then wear a tux. Someone, wear a nice, wear something nice. <laughs> put, put yeah. A, yeah, put a little effort. Keep a tux in your yeah. car. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just wear something nice. It's like a theater, you know, <laughs> R-E, capital, you know. So, uh, uh. so, so I, you probably, you probably researched this as well, but, um, I just found out what happened to the Nautiluses, these things that were so important to me. Kind of scattered to the winds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They just chopped them all up except for three, mm-hmm. two, you, they just chopped them up. They sold them for scrap. They just didn't do anything with them. Yeah. Two of them, they sunk off the coast of one of Disney's Bermuda resorts. The Castaway K, the private Cast- island that Disney owns. <laughs> the island that Disney owns. Disney owns an island. And uh, one of them, according to this, the, we probably watched the same video, uh, Hurricane took it away? Yeah, it might be gone. Gone forever. <laughs> it seems like one is still in this Newark area, and then the, another used to live in uh, Hollywood Studios, MGM Studios, and the, oh. like, uh, uh, the, oh, and the, the graveyard sound, the- sort of... Where they'd the say, like, yard. Hi, yeah. this is how you do miniature oh. ship waves yes. and stuff like that. Yeah, oh. there was a Nautilus. He would just walk by submerged in the water there. Oh, oh but with that thing where you would put on a, like, the, 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 the guy in a yellow uh, uh, rain jumper and they'd film a scene like he's caught in the high seas. or uh, God, I would love to see that. that yeah, that yeah. Was... or like a full video. Or if, like, if your dad had done that and you had video of it or something. Yeah. And now you're going to write on the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids B. Oh, Look yeah. scared. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, we so, just were talking about how I hate that B. <laughs> that is another thing I'm scared of is that B from that movie. It's an intense B. I was very scared of the idea of being picked out of a crowd to do that stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so, oh, uh, yeah, that was my neurotic thing. of like, I can't. I don't want to. Please, 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 please don't make me shake hands with Asimo. Even though they would never do it for the kid <laughs> right. who doesn't want it because there's a zillion kids who do They know so, it'll like flail and bomb out if the kid's <laughs> not into it. Yeah. Right. Did anybody uh, ever, did you do one of those things ever anymore? Volunteer? My brother would volunteer for all of them and be picked for all of them. Huh? I would hide. I would take a step behind someone. I was so scared <laughs> of the I, idea. I did what? Oh, which What'd one? You do? Uh, uh, Hercules and Xena. Uh, Universal? Universal Studios. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so it was all green screen showing how they would do it. And uh, it was like they needed like a a tall, like it was because they wanted different sized heights. Uh, so they needed a tall man, an average sized woman, and like a child, especially like a shorter child. So it could be like kind of different heights. And then they gave us like a wig and like a <laughs> chest piece. And we were like, um, uh, uh, what is it called when it's a man up top and a creature down below? Pan? Centaur? Uh, yeah, centaur. We were centaurs. So like, <laughs> like uh, uh, they would show foot and it was like we were putting pretty much just like put in this and uh, put in these outfits and laughed at and then taken backstage <laughs> and then like... Um, <laughs> put in front of a green screen and like they're like all right you're just gonna just wave just wait hold up these crossbows and wave and like and then at the end they combine it all together and send us back out and it's like hercula hercules fighting or xena fighting and then like someone sneaks up behind them and then like that bad guy gets like a bunch of arrows in them and then it cuts to us like 
as centaurs waving like hello we did that we murdered that creature and um i think that was it they like said thank you for doing it and and sent us back to our families and loved ones and didn't sort of, we didn't get any perks like oh. i don't remember any dvd or no, something no tape yeah, didn't get a tape you like an offer to buy a tape no i'm sure we would have done that okay and this i think like i felt like i probably would have been in like fifth or sixth grade and had done a couple school plays and i was like okay i can do this now <laughs> <laughs> that's when you learn that's when you got the bug <laughs> that's what I got. Yeah, that's what I got. This is one of the many diseases that affect our body. Yeah. Well, so there's no there's no video of this, is what no, you're saying. No, unfortunately. It. Well, there's only one Maybe way to pictures. see it, which is fan art. If anyone would like to draw <laughs> Jason as a friendly centaur, oh, man. I'd love to see it. Sure. Sure. Uh, and we're, hey, wearing a nice shirt. How about that? Yeah. yeah. Nice, nice shirt. In the buff. No, um, nice shirtless collar. centaurs. Uh, at least just like a polo shirt, if nothing else. <laughs> yeah, something. <laughs> Um, all right we, so we haven't had a request in a while the uh the uh so i'm looking yeah so like the nautilus you're talking because they don't the original nautiluses are not in these other parks but they are they do have a presence in in japan and paris there's a nautilus parked in tokyo disney sea and um, there is, and there is a, a ride yeah but it's very different right it's like twenty thousand leagues under the sea did I you watch it i will not watch it because i will not be spoiled but ahead okay. of my japan can trip. i talk about the mechanics of it it's different okay, okay I but i'm gonna hold today. my yeah, ears while this happens because i don't want anything spoiled for me <laughs> okay all right hold on I'm maybe you shouldn't tell because the, the thing right, that they do is shouldn't. smart huh? it's so the thing that good they, it's very smart what they do but you Maybe you should. I didn't mind the spoiler. It's so it's so cool. I'll refrain from one thing, but I'll talk about one or two other things. Use very coded language, okay? Okay. (laughs) So there's a certain control element. I'm not going to get into that. Okay. But the track is above you. Okay. I like where this is going. mm -hmm. This is not in specific yet. Window panes. Oh, this is going to be a spoiler. I think. I don't. I don't know how to say this. It's not a submersible. I mean, like the the others, uh-huh. the Nautilus is technically were not submarines. You're they were just modified edge, glass like, bottom I'm, boats. I'm, my trip I'm not going to talk about it. If anyone wants to know, it, there's a million ride throughs of the journey, uh, the twenty thousand leagues ride in uh, Disney Sea. Uh, it's very neat. Clearly, there's a reason this one is stuck around longer. Um, let's just say millions of gallons of water. A lot less water than 11.5 uh, million gallons of water are used every day on this ride. And I guess we'll just leave it there, right? Is there any yeah. other ways you guys uh, can describe this without spoiling it for Mike? I, I, I want to say this, and this is not a spoiler, and this may, might not even be anything anyone agrees with, but after watching the ride through, I wrote down in my notes, I think this ride's a little like the et adventure i oh, think there's wow. like little bits of magic and there's critters oh. i don't want to say much beyond that but i think you're going to be delighted by this thing i've been avoiding spoilers about the journey to the center of the right, earth yes. ride yes, Me I, too. And I didn't I've even never know. seen the creature in that i had no idea there was a twenty thousand leagues ride there and it looks so great i really wish we had it here did you watch a, a video i of this watched journey? i watched i actually held back on watching the journey to the center of the earth because i'm like maybe i'll go and i want to see what it's like but yeah, I, I immediately watched the twenty thousand oh, lakes yeah. i'm gonna see today and it looks it, it looks fantastic it looks that's a neat cool. i mean yeah. the, all of that mysterious island part of that park which that's an interesting jules verne thing that i don't think i realize like nemo shows up the mysterious island is the name of where he like docks the not that's his island right, so which, like that was a sequel to Twenty Thousand leagues uh uh 
when it was originally serialized in like French literary magazines. And and uh, I believe that there's a Harryhausen movie about the mysterious. Island. I think you're right. Yeah. Oh, oh which would be cool. another take on Nemo. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Which. Uh, so so when I when I you know as I grew as I went from a boy and became a man <laughs> and I moved out here to Los Angeles and I started working in the entertainment industry. Uh, eventually, I got to a point where I was a uh, production supervisor on a Coca-Cola commercial shooting at Disneyland. And that's the first time oh, I'd ever been neat. backstage yeah. um, at Disneyland, which are, there's a lot of, that's another whole thing I could tell you guys about, but I won't. Uh, and at the end of the day, after the end of a very long day, uh, we went into what is now Star Wars, what will be Star Wars land. Is that what they call it? They call well, it uh, Galaxy's Edge Galaxy's is what Edge, they call which, it. Which is now, which is will be Galaxy's Edge. But what used to be a place where there are a million potted plants because mm-hmm. that's where they would put the plants that they would replace the dying plants with. Oh, and so it was like a big, like a big green rental shop, like a Hollywood green rental shop is what it looked like back there. Oh yeah. And up on a uh, trailer, which was clearly designed to move it away was a full Nautilus <gasps> ride cart. Wow. And I got out of my truck and I walked over to it by myself and everyone had left and I put my hand on it and I just sat there and I said goodbye. Oh, cool. Man. Wow. Oh, I that's didn't wild. know there'd be such an arc to this episode. There really is. Wow. wow neat. That's nice. And that's fitting because that was the section of land that was once earmarked to be Discovery Bay. Oh, that's right. Tony Baxter's yes. like idea for like a full Jules Verne kind of uh, uh, land. Right. And uh, a, lo- a lot of those ideas, if I understand correctly, were altered for, and for became Disney's. In Paris, yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of the designs used in, in Paris, uh, of course, scaled back because of money reasons and then like used in different forms in Tokyo Disney Sea. Yeah. Which is some people say the best amusement park in the world that's currently. Is that hear. right? Yeah, yeah that's, that's what people hear. say. Yeah. We've tried to avoid even doing all this. We've tried to not hear a ton, and we're all trying to make it soon in various guises, and we'll find out. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. It, it, so it, then it, it, it is cool that that area, like probably of all the unbuilt Disney things, Discovery Bay has this particular allure, and it, it's cool that some of it was implemented there. It's, uh, uh, you know, I've, I've done a lot of uh, shitting on Disney. <laughs> Land Paris, but I'd say the most successful part of it is Discovery Land, uh, which which takes cues from this. It's got this the big airship, which is from one of these books. It's from an H.G. Wells or a Jules Verne, and it's not coming to me, and I apologize. But uh, but that would have been a big. It moves a little bit, doesn't it? Or is it just sitting there, sticking out of a building? It just sits there, but it's this kind of like it's this big dynamic showpiece that lures you into the building, and uh, uh, and Discovery Bay, or I'm sorry, Discovery Land at Disneyland Paris has a Nautilus walkthrough, cool. which yeah. is very neat. Uh, and they and there's kind of a clever thing happening there where there's a little body of water a tiny little lake and the nautilus is sticking out of it and uh, and cool rock work all around it your <laughs> disney rock work uh and then you so you go into the actual nautilus but it leads you into the show building that is somewhere else because huh. unlike the vehicles on this Twenty Thousand leagues ride it has room for the organ room oh, and wow. a porthole with the squid cool. it's a really well done squid uh, um it's very very neat to uh, walk through uh there, there's an odd amount of walkthroughs at Disneyland Paris and some of them are very cool and this one's very successful. I think that too was inspired uh, uh, inspired by like in 
right after the movie came out, like they needed a way to add some life to the original Tomorrowland in Anaheim. So they put in a lot of the sets and stuff from 20,000 Leagues and just yeah. an immediate hit. Just like, even though it was just a walkthrough, people, it, the movie was a big hit. Yeah. So people were psyched to see all that stuff. And the organ uh, that was in that walkthrough was repurposed for the Haunted Mansion in Anaheim. That's right. I just learned that too the other yeah. day. So that's the, that's the organ in... And in the right? ballroom, which yeah. is kept in, in, in the movie, it's the one James Mason plays in the movie. He actually played, and then they put they put it in the haunted mansion afterwards. Yeah, yeah. I think that seems to be the the, 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 yeah. the walkthrough in Tomorrowland opened in '55, closed in '66, uh, where you could see the Twenty Thousand League sets, and Haunted Mansion opened uh, what '69 or is being built, kind of in that whole window. Yeah. So yeah, they moved the organ over. It's that, not the pipes, uh, kind of those big fanned out pipes that are the main kind of uh, that the ghosts come out of. Uh, yeah, those are the the pipes are new to the Haunted Mansion, but the organ itself is wow. uh, hmm. uh, is from the Twenty Thousand Leagues movie. If you ever want to see. Wow something funny and weird on a product of its time there's this black and white sort of behind the scenes interview with peter laurie and james mason about Twenty Thousand leagues on the sea it's like well let's go see if we can interview peter mr laurie mr laurie knock 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 oh hello i didn't see you there like he comes out with like a you know a towel and he's smoking a cigarette you know and he's just like well i had a great time working with mr douglas so it's him being peter laurie but talking about this great movie that they're about yeah. to release. Wow. Oh, wow. So can you hold these documents, Rick? Can you just hold on to this for a little while? <laughs> that, you know, that is my, not to skip too far ahead, but that's one of my, like, uh, shortcomings of this ride. I want more Peter Laurie. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah, Laurie head. Oh, yeah. Lloyd, uh, Laurie. I, I, I wish Laurie had said the, uh, one of my favorite lines from this ride is when Nemo describes the turtles that the Nautilus is going by and calls them the reptilian patriarchs of the deep. Well, when you go by those turtles, you just get hungry now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You just think about that. that. (laughs) I just call them lunch. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite part watching the film was this zone where uh, Nemo is offered uh, uh, Peter Laurie and and Kirk Douglas food and it's all and, and they're like, delicious, what is it? And it's all like see items like that's uh, oh that's squid ink uh, that's uh, uh, sauce of sperm whale what you are eating is sperm whale teeth or, or I guess, <laughs> yeah. these cigars quite delicious these are kelp like, yeah yeah <laughs> um, Lolita but, we need more kelp cigars in here <laughs> it's weird when he just slips in in the, in the middle of the ride it's like you're all my precious lovelies like my little Lolita <laughs> <laughs> you know there's a kind of a cool from like a from like a filmmaker perspective there's a cool um, suspenseful moment when they first get in the Nautilus and they're like whoa this thing is crazy this is amazing and they look out the giant window and they see this underwater funeral right happening and then one of the scuba captain nemo's scuba people looks up in like points and there's a special sort of suspense reserved for you're in a submarine and these people are slowly moving towards you and they see you but there's no place for you to go so they're just watching yeah yeah yeah. which i I watched there's a really great um making of this movie that's on youtube and i assume it was from a a dvd or something but that was one of the big uh i i didn't know the book particularly but supposedly the the book is more a a series of disconnected adventures Mm -hmm. and they and it's very broken up by chapter and the concern turning it into a film was how do you make it a uh how do you tell a bigger story and it became like a prison escape movie 
that was the yeah. big take that well, they serialized. had. To... It took like a year to serialize uh, the, oh, the, the, novel, the release the, of the, the... the book. Yeah, it was serialized. Oh, it literally was. Like, it didn't come out as one. Uh, yeah, I mean, novel. like a lot of uh, Dickens' works and and Jules. Jules Verne's works. I think some of H.G. Wells, too. It was, like, in magazines, Oh, it came out in, like, newspapers or... Yeah. Oh, wow. That's fun. Hmm. Yeah. Didn't know that. I, hmm. was, I was a big fan of the book. I uh, uh, went through a big uh, Jules Verne phase. And right. then I went through a big trying to write in the style of Jules Verne phase. Oh, oh boy. My English teacher was not impressed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, what did that mean? Just very flowery descriptions? Oh, I'd, and, I'd be uh, like, oh, this is the tale of the puffin, a small craft that can burrow in sand and fly, you know, whatever dumb shit. And she's like, nobody cares about that. We're reading, uh, you know, I know why a cage bird sings. So. <laughs> yeah, that just reminded me that I wrote a, a little short story in a class where I just jammed two of my main interests together uh, back to the future and uh, sea world where I had just been and for some reason it was a story where Shamu splashes the audience but the water makes you travel through time wow <laughs> why would that if so you and you so I guess you go back to like a you it's the but you're there. sea world but it's the 50s and then you need uh, to get a new a different Shamu to splash you back is it because of the spice that Shamu creates? Well, I don't know like, about like the a, spice. Like a, like a worm, like a worm from Dune. <laughs> Do you Is have... this a way, like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, someone fill me in. Uh, I only know the bear boat, so if you know... The more. worms of the worms of Dune are uh, these uh, creatures that, uh, that uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not a super Dune mm. guy, but I know <laughs> that they're, they're mined for their spice, which enables you to it have is certain po- powers, and I think travel through time if you're, like, your mind can. It seems oh. like a catch-all uh, Captain America formula, kind of, th- where you get uh, powers, and you may be able to travel through time, and also you get super high. <laughs> And the whole universe is like built around like the spice. And don't they reveal later on they're like, it's it's just it's just worm shit. Like what? That's what the spice is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just... <laughs> oh wait, the whole mo- wait. I've only seen the trailer. It's all about the pursuit of spice. Yeah, correct. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah the, the spice the, must Dune is about trying to get worm shit. I don't think they call that out. In and the, there's a uh, the the. <laughs> One, it is said there's a um, Messiah-like character that Kyle MacLachlan plays that character. Hmm. And then there's so many Dune books. I I don't even know. I, I have only, like, seen little bits of the movie and, like, read some. I've never read this book, but, like, my dad and brother have read a lot of the Dune books. And I'm like, because his son took it over at some point, And, right. like, they just kept going. It's sort of like the Ender's Game series where it's like, oh, yeah. And then Ender is an adult and his evil sibling is the president of the universe. And it's like, what the, f- what? I think it went, when his son is writing it, and again, my my wife has read all these, uh, and I I haven't. So, but uh, I think when his son is writing it, the one worm is like a god worm, and it has the face of a human all of a sudden. Oh yeah, much like I've seen Jurassic that, like, Park, art. eventually I've seen turns some into a human dinosaurs, like hmm. paperback art. Anyway, so there should so be that, a Dune ride. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my my Shamu my Shamu time you, trial movies book was way better than Dune. Do you have it still? <laughs> I'll try to find it. That's a, there's some Patreon material. Oh yeah, reading I, on the air. If you bring that, I will bring my uh, what I think is an Austin Powers parody called Monkeys Are Forever that I wrote in seventh <laughs> grade. <laughs> 
uh, and the character's name is Jack Powers, as if that's even a he's a de-heightening, de- if you ask me. And he's not even that fun, but he does have a monkey as a sidekick. I would just make complicated lists for like alternate X-Men lineups. Oh, I have those <laughs> alternate too. Alternate teams. Oh, I have those too. I, I made X-Men lists. Oh, sure. Too. Yeah, but yeah, I no. made in fourth or fifth grade an entire like a like a guidebook of a parody theme park called OJ Land. <gasps> what the hell? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> How have we sat on this for this long? Yeah, this many hours of theme park wow. podcast entertainment. Uh, yeah, that's how obsessed I was with Disneyland wow. even at the time. And also I was into the OJ trial and... Um, I like uh, uh, I was I was really into I thought Jay Leno was was good and cool at the time and he did all the OJ material and it was like my attempt to do kind of like topical Leno type comedy so and it was like re- it was for a project and it was I, I got an A and it was <laughs> super fleshed out like I covered every ride it was like as d- detailed as any of this shit is now that we do uh, uh, and the, I don't remember a lot of them other than that I was very very proud to introduce the 3d movie spectacular captain ito (laughs) (laughs) do you have this too i oh that one i for sure have finally the shoe is on the other foot folks (laughs) artists (laughs) if you can draw captain ito which just for the again to extrapolate it out is a captain eo judge land Ito mashup. mashup thought of by a nine-year-old please for the love of god i want to see this more than anything um we did, you have to figure i want to take it i mean for sure i want to see Ito in the costume with the rainbow shirt yeah uh, uh doing a moonwalk but i also and you'd have to incorporate it's also kind of a judge robe but with like spangles all over it right but i'd also you got to figure out which character is which like were there people who were kind of a pair who would be id and Odie, uh um in in the oj trial <laughs> who was a pair marsha clark and uh, maybe it's who was clark and darden oh, marsha clark darden, yeah. and um the oh god the other guys who, who not christopher darden I'm just trying to think of the cast of the miniseries. So, like, Robert Kardashian, David Schwimmer, and John Travolta's character could be a duo. Mm -hmm. Is OJ the, the witch? He's uh, and yeah. Ito makes him beautiful <laughs> with <the> dancing. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I guess that tracks. This might not. This might not be one to one. This might not track. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, a lot of this, if you follow it to its logical end, just gets horrifying. But <laughs> but Cato is just for certain Hooter. He's the dumb one who messes everything yeah. up. Man, Captain Ito, that is, that's just good clean fun right there. I'll bring it in as soon as I can. What's Don't the name eat. of the, the little with the fuzzy with the butterfly wings? What's his name? Fuzzball. Fuzzball. Yeah, I just fuzzball is, fuzz, fuzzball's uh, a little no, uh, bronco, the, probably. Tiny <laughs> 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 bronco. No, they're in the bronco, aren't they? In the spaceship, the bronco? Yeah, they're in the spaceship. Oh, the spaceship is the bronco. Yes, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'd be so silly. 
Huh. <laughs> We're gonna have to get back this to you guys. Is, on yeah, all yeah. We'll, of these. we'll sort out all the math of this. This is, uh, this <laughs> yeah, is tough this is to do. Uh, anyway, let's let's take it back to from uh, futurist author Scott Gardner to futurist author uh, Jules, <laughs> Jules Verne. Verne. Uh, uh, what what have we missed? Uh, um, I mean, there's yeah. We talked the original. I, you know what I think is cool is that the, the that original walkthrough attraction was the first. I believe the first attraction added to Disneyland after opening day. I think oh. that's right because there really wasn't much in Tomorrowland. Certainly nothing that we think of like the intense level of immersion that like attractions give you now. Yeah. Well, and I think like I don't really know the details from what from what I gleaned pretty quickly. Okay, if you're walking into Disneyland Tomorrowland like from the castle area on the left now is Buzz Lightyear. It used to be Circle Vision. Right. On the right now is Star Tours, and that building was this Twenty Thousand Leagues thing. And in between, Adventures Through Inner Space, and it seems like Walt built that build it's still those original two buildings uh, uh, from 55 uh, but various things have cycled in and out and it seems like Walt had those buildings set up and uh, uh, but didn't know what was going to go in there <laughs> mm-hmm. and it was like I don't know it'll be a sponsored thing there or was something a lot or of sponsored like exhibits and stuff that yeah. kind of rotated and stuff lots of like quick fix kind of stuff but I think the yeah. biggest space went unfilled or something pulled out and he was and somebody had the idea to, to swing in all of the 20,000 leagues stuff but the movie was a little old by that point I mean just just a couple years so but they had to like freshen everything up and give it all new coats of paint and the oh, squid is falling apart and supposedly the day before Disneyland opened Walt skipped a big party to help out painting the squid to get mm. it ready that's funny but it didn't, yeah. day before? It didn't debut <laughs> at the opening until yeah that's he, a, the story is confusing later. some probably details of this are so, easy. yeah some of this stuff can be hard to uh, track down but I think yeah. it's interesting that like all so many Jules Verne type things in the parks have spread out over so many decades and it seemed like especially when they were closing this or they would like they they you know didn't end up pulling the trigger on some of the other Jules Verne based attractions at various parks they're like well will people care about Jules Verne like do people care and anytime they do it it's like a hit People mm-hmm. love it. I mean, I remember yeah. my family being like pretty disappointed when this like the the uh, Florida you know ride uh, closed in '94, and they closed in '94. They're like, this is a temporary refurbishment, and then it just kind of sat dormant for like two years, and then they're like, yeah, it's closed, it's done, it's that's it. Well, don't don't you feel that? This is like the eternal struggle between art and commerce, I guess sure. you could say, because because uh, uh, Jules Verne aesthetic is fits perfectly into the Disney, like the original Disney of my understanding, which is a sort of cartoonish darkness, right? So it very perfectly hits like something that Disney generates, but there's no property that that latches on to that. So it's so you you kind of have to Disney has to have a property especially now in order to to build a land, right? I mean there's no original lands anymore are they? Yeah, they aren't affiliated I mean, with really. a property. Every now and then there's an attraction Mystic Manor comes to mind or like yeah, some of the other tower terrors once in a while. It but seems like, like if you're building a new park you can get away with something that's not a property. Although of course this is a property, but yeah, it's it's like it does feel like um yeah, with like as they moved, change obviously changed to Nemo out here. Um, but I've heard like I think it's two parts. I think this is a very expensive ride to um, keep 
uh, keep up. Oh yeah, incredibly. Like, how many incredibly. millions and millions of gallons of fresh water? So like, God. yeah, they say Tony Baxter famously saved the one out here from from going away because they made it Nemo, so they could justify it by adding the property to it. So yeah, I feel like yeah, it's it doesn't have a current property, and in addition, it's like the most expensive ride to run in the park. So they're like, yeah, this is an easy one. We can say no. Let's get rid of it. It's crazy looking back on recent history that like because uh, uh, the Florida one was um, even bigger. So that one I read was eleven point five gallons a day. The one out here is like nine million gallons a day, and that was operating during California's multi-year drought. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think they had to pay a ton of extra money to use that much water. But then also, like, the state and the city cut Disney a lot of breaks. They also, I mean, they tried so many weird things to keep it going. You can't blame them for, because they did try. They had human beings that they made dressed in mermaid suits that would sit on a rock <laughs> yeah, for, like, yeah, in yeah. the sun for hours. They, <laughs> sure. they tried real fish at one point. They tried, they, they tried a lot of different things. So... I'll hand it to him. I'm not it, furious with them for tearing it out. Yeah. But, it uh, sounds like if they had done the Tokyo Disney Sea version, which again, thank you for being very general when you describe it, it feels like that one would last because everyone, it seems like it's much even like more immersive and crazy and like and like they people got would, to build it in the 2000s as opposed yeah. to its clunky weird 50s or 70s technology like it's already not trustworthy and yeah. you're pumping water through it and, and uh, they figured out a way to put a lot more people per hour into yes, it which is to another, get a yeah, lot more people issue. this doesn't eat up a lot of people yeah. also not at all uh handicap accessible like you yeah, have to go down sure. a narrow stairway. They said a like, family member has to carry you down. That was their that option. That was yeah. the only Jeez. option. I think <laughs> one, either Anaheim or Florida, one of them had like a video room where you would see a video of like what they would be seeing. So like oh, which there was, was so an alternate experience. That but inspired it, a joke in the fake um, uh, ride opening that I made at Funny or Die, where <laughs> if you couldn't go on oh, this. Yeah. Uh, if, if you weren't if you were handicapped that you'd go into a tent and a, a Navajo storyteller would describe the <laughs> ride to you um, just because I was like what a lay you watch like a fake version of it in a little room and you're not under water right, I yeah. appreciate the effort I, I like that they tried yeah. Yeah. there's also the, the wild card experience like what happened to my I won't name any names but a friend of mine uh, his his son was let's say eight uh, and his son was like I'm so he was a very he was a very nervous kid and he's like dad i don't want to go in this thing i'm so scared mm. and you know it's hard being a parent you 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 just try to be successful more often than you make mistakes and he's like you know what i'm just gonna force my kid to go and he's gonna see that everything is fine he's gonna see that it wasn't that bad and in life when you're worried about things and you and you just you commit anyway you're gonna realize that you're stronger for it so he went down into the Disneyland submarine ride with his son, and as soon as the ride started moving, his son threw up and diarrhea all over himself and screamed and had a panic attack, and they were trapped. They were trapped in it for the entire ride. Oh wait, yeah, there's no way to go backwards. No. Right, no. So that oh. sort of situation happens what once every month because everything happens to. just by rule of numbers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know also, I mean? clumsy children must have fallen down these just narrow stairs. Just a straight oh, oh, yeah. drop. Because you had to climb down a ladder. Oh yeah, yeah. And this thin 
thin little openings, thin yeah. little child-sized openings where you could just fall straight to the bottom. Yeah. I mean, but most of, we, you probably know what, one out of ten friends that would be incredibly claustrophobic, right? This is you sure. in a yeah. tin can Easy. with that very distinctive Disney motor sound that has that weird Disney motor smell and then there's yeah. mm-hmm. there's, there's water with chlorine. Or even I, if they didn't know they were claustrophobic, they might find discover. out they were on this mm-hmm. ride. Yeah. That's the fun discovery of Jules Verne. <laughs> this one yeah. of fears. Uh, it sounds like I dodged a bullet by lying and saying I had to pee. Mm-hmm. I think this I kid is a window into out. Mike's future. Oh my God. My past. The potential past. <laughs> and once again, young me was like, yeah, this ride rules. I was back when it was going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kid the we coolest know. Jason kid. Jason was the coolest of the three of us. We're very impressed. Going on all right, all right. All right. Hang loose. And uh, trying hummus before by a decade trying it before yeah, me. Yeah, I was on the hummus was culturally tip, acceptable. Really. Uh, a, fun, uh, a fun thing I, I read, I didn't even realize this, is that in the queue of the Little Mermaid in Florida, they play uh, an instrumental whale of a tail as tribute because oh, that's oh, where the ride was. Oh, yeah. So that's, that's a nice, nice little thing. That they put some of the water from 23 thousand leagues into that <laughs> into the line or something so when you see that water know some of it was mm, i don't know okay. that's not quite as uh, that's obvious. like when the kids of the world poured their respective waters into the small world right <laughs> oh that's yeah. right yeah yeah there's oh, always things yeah. like that like children when... do you have the waters Yes, <laughs> you travel. You've brought glass glass jugs full of raw water from your respective countries. Kiss, or when Kiss put their blood in the ink of the, their comic book. Oh <laughs> yeah, or Mark. That's true. And, and don't forget Mark Grunewald. Yes. Uh, his ashes. Mark Long-time Grunewald Cat America uh, was writer, a writer and editor. And editor. And when he died, he was cremated, and they mixed his ashes in with the comic. The <laughs> reprinted. Yeah. So there you go. It's yeah. all the same thing. Micah, did you hold on to any of your pee as an eight-year-old? <laughs> Is there anything you could include it in? No, I don't have any of my pee. That's too bad. There's no way to harden it and turn it into furniture. <laughs> some some uh, funny details about what happened uh, to this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, New Fantasyland, I think, like, between the Air- the Little Mermaid ride and the Seven Dwarfs Mine coaster, I think, lies on top of this now. For a little while, they just kind of made a character meet and greet called Ariel's Grotto. Yeah. Uh, and then also some of the property was turned into a playground called Pooh's Playful Corner? Is that yes, right? No, something. Pooh's Playful Spot. Oh, oh, Pooh's Playful Spot. And it was like for kids <laughs> two to five. Right. So, uh, yeah, just kind of like a pretty barren part of the park for a long time. Barren. Let us know if you barren. if you went and enjoyed Pooh's Playful Spot. <laughs> yeah. so. Look for our upcoming Pooh's Playful Spot episode. <laughs> <laughs> Two and a half hours of Pooh's Playful Spot. It'll what go Horizons, Haunted Mansion, three. Pooh's Playful Spot. Of course, Scott and I as eight-year-olds, too afraid of Pooh's Playful Spot, <laughs> so we did not play there. We were too afraid. We made and the right call. You know, I would put on a leather jacket and chew candy cigarettes and hit the jukebox and in much like, playful spot. And much like that monkey, you would get a cigarette afterwards. <laughs> yeah, that was a good boy. I got a cigarette. <laughs> you know, I went to Disney World for the first time in 20 years uh, last year, and I didn't realize that that whole new area mm-hmm. used to be 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, right? With the, with yep. the yes. Snow White yeah. right. uh, coaster, which looks at. cool. And mm-hmm. then uh, Pooh's Playful Spot. And then the circus area. 
Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, Dumbo, Dumbo Circus, circus area. Sure. When I sort of stumbled into that in Ariel's Grotto, so there's it's there, but there's nothing to do. There's just like a fountain, I think, that's there. I don't. Well, they built a big Little Mermaid yeah, the ride. Little mermaid oh, there's there. a ride there. Oh, yeah. Because I saw it at the end of the day as we were going with my kids, and, oh. and it was that. It was then that I realized walking through that area, I was like, okay, so Disney World is now officially too big to do in a day like you can't even see everything in a day because sure. i i happened on that area and i was like oh shit oh yeah it's yeah 10 or lands and they're like it's yeah. far away it's up in the north end of the park so you mm-hmm. can miss it entirely yep. yeah that's a big big difference between the magic kingdom in florida and the magic kingdom disney classic disneyland park out here is like two the pathways are a lot wider in florida mm-hmm. and everything is farther away like here it's pretty easy to crisscross disneyland i mean you're still gonna walk a lot but in florida man stuff is really far away comparably sure. we used to always say oh never having gone to disneyland you know disneyland could fit in the parking lot of disney world <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make any sense disney world's parking lot is enormous yeah, like it's, it's bigger huge. than the la the county fairground like, and what? transportation center are you kidding me <laughs> what a huge footprint that is oh as a side note you guys may appreciate this when, when we went to disney world last year we stayed in fort wilderness where i had stayed Great. when i was a little kid oh. in a tent that's where you used to you used to be able to do that. You, well, I think mm-hmm. you still can, but oh. yeah. back then it was like a wilderness, uh, you know, campfire, and you you pitch your tent, and it's like the the wilderness. And then we took uh, we took a bus to a very small boat, and the boat went through three lakes. Yeah, before we got to the main lake, which got us to Disney World, it was incredible. I mean, that place what? is so insanely huge. Yeah, all that yeah. stuff, all the the water sports and everything. So you forget much. about all that. There's yeah, so yeah. much going on. It Jeez. is really fun. Like, uh, uh, I mean, the Polynesian, the contemporary Grand Floridian. I think everyone thinks of, but Fort Wilderness and the Wilderness Lodge. It is cool to stay there and just take the boat over because, like, the boats are definitely more efficient than the buses and a lot of times a lot more efficient than the monorails. It's super fun. You They give you one of those bracelets so your like, cabin, you just put your bracelet near it and yeah. the cabin opens, which is cool. And then you take the boat by I think at least two islands that used to be attractions and now are overrun and abandoned. Mm-hmm. So you're just going oh, by yeah. what is obviously an abandoned attraction and now is sort of a spooky looking island Yeah, <laughs> on it, your way to the... You don't see the Grand Floridian. You don't go that far because that's on the total other side of the... No. Yeah. yeah, you would hit the Magic Kingdom before you got there. Right. So, yeah. Oh, um, another random factoid. When I was very little, when we were in the ferry to get to Disney World, we got in a crash. The ferry Whoa. hit the dock. Wow. Jeez. It was a major crash. Every person was thrown to the floor. I was a... Uh, my brother was an Jeez. infant and he was tossed in the flu in the air. I mean, it was uh, like a major crash. Wow. wow. You didn't land in the lake, right? Mm-mm. There's but, gators in that my, lake. One of my brothers did and he's not with us anymore because once you land in that, once you set foot in that water, you're gone. You just like evaporate? It's so teeming with alligators that lake. <laughs> you just every square just foot is three of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm I mean, so, so dedicate this podcast to his memory. <laughs> it's crazy to look at. There's so much of it online. The original like uh, promotional materials of like the resort resort part of the Florida parks and there's so many pictures of people swimming in that water oh, yeah. sunbathing in that water it's just like well what's it called what's the um the the water park uh, near Fort Wilderness uh, I used to the go River Country, River Country, River Country, USA. River Country yeah. used to be 
if memory serves, uh, it used to be like uh, lake water. Fresh because, water. Yeah, it was fresh water. Fresh. I, remember, yeah. I remember being they like, call it fresh. now this is a water slide. If the water's brown, you know it's good. I remember the yeah, water sure. being brown. We're all getting earaches today, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of disgusting water, yeah. let's let's go back around to, to this ride. And, we, and it's, you know, it's gone, so there's no way to uh, plus it up. It almost was uh, burnt to the ground for insurance mm-hmm. money. But uh, is there anything, we, anything that could have been done uh, uh, to, to save this thing? Any, any, any great ideas that you think would have made it worth it for them to keep it around? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, at the time, it was done in, what, 94? It was just sitting there? It yeah. just kind of, yeah, we haven't really said it. just kind of, like, did they closed it for refurbishment, and, like, it'll open back up, and it just never did. It sat there. And I remember going during that time and being confused. Like, is that open or closed or not? And I don't think they knew, and then it was uh, yeah, that languished used to for a decade. when you couldn't just double check stuff on your phone immediately like, yeah, yeah oh yeah. wait is it open is it closed is something <laughs> new coming uh this oh, they was also, also i'm sorry they posted a like you know close for refurbishment sign with a very adorable octopus with like a uh, uh, uh like painting with a little paintbrush like oh, fixing that's it cute. up that's yeah, cute yeah we'll Aww. post that to the trad uh, uh yeah because he uh, he never finished they fired the octopus <laughs> this is also the era i feel like this is the, the beginning of the era of fan outrage i don't mean that sounds condescending and i don't mean it to but people being mad about some major decision because toad closed in florida Mm -hmm. soon after or around within the same window and that's the craziest thing that they've ever done i don't know people were mad and i like that was an early like people made shirts people were there on the last huge crowds that sort of thing that really didn't happen with nemo because it just slowly almost (laughs) faded to dust like yeah yeah i, I don't mean, feel good captain nemo i don't want to go <laughs> this is like an existential question but has there ever been a ride at the parks that has been plussed up and it made it better for you guys made it better yeah. uh yeah um hmm. which hmm. what would you might would you say guardians uh, is that you I don't know do, uh, i don't think you say it's better but i don't it's know if cool. it's well it's cool i mean it feels fresh and i always want to go on it so i guess i would say maybe better as long again as long as florida stays around the, the tower of terror being turned to guardians right i kind of feel like it's i feel like i it's more fun and i go there more frequently now will it fade in a few years i don't know but mm-hmm. i do always want to go on it now whereas tower you'd go ah we could skip tower here and there i think the uh all the fantasy land um uh plus ups adding the little lighting effects and making the characters a little oh, more man. complex i, I yeah. think those are all really well done hi hatbox, hatbox ghost, ghost i love i love, I love him ghost. in disneyland and yeah. uh, star tours i think is better now yeah, yeah i like it, it yeah it is it is better probably you know, what if but the w- Rex, randomly every once in a while you could go on the old of ride. course that would be fantastic that's my uh pre that we're not in the wrong episode but was it paul rubens or was it a paul rubens yeah sure was i mean the miss rex not being the pilot is maybe the only that's, that's why you could what we'll talk about could, on that episode well, i'd be fine <laughs> with c3po taking you to the through the original movie I'd sure. just be excited to see the movie in that, that would cabin be again. A that fun would have been throwback. A fun. They could probably easily program yeah. one of these like throwback. Yeah. That's a good idea. That's, a good idea. That's really neat. I don't know if the timing is right, and there's there'd be no holograms in it. Because there have mm-hmm. been three versions, right? Because there's the one is the current one where Darth Vader 
grabs you and changes well, you. Well, it depends. They, right. There's there's stormtrooper version, Darth Vader oh. version. It's customizable. So like the order of scenes can change. The person wow. who talks to you can change. Oh, yeah. There's I didn't like know that. there's mm-hmm. like three different scenes at the start, and there could be three like three land places you go to at the start, and then three at the end. Wow. But then they've added two because of the two movies as well. And a lot That's of those cool. new characters are saying hi to you, Finn. Poe Dameron, uh, uh, Maz Kanata. Kanata's now on. I I'd saw Maz the other day. Yeah, can you believe it? Maz points at you. Maz gives you the old point too. I've gotten a little too much Maz Kanata lately. <laughs> In your I life? like Maz Kanata. I feel like I get Maz Kanata on that ride a lot recently. Switch well, it she's up. She's very folks. thirsty. You know. Well, yes, that's true. So. I do like her jetpack. That's fun. <laughs> so I don't. I don't think that there will ever be at least not in the next 10 years because we know the slate or even 20 years, there's not going to be a movie that would fit the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea ride. Well, it's funny that you say that because, oh. uh, so there's been Another multiple attempts on oh. your phone. Uh, at remakes uh, for uh, uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Uh, McG was once attached to do a 20,000 Leagues movie. That fell through. David Fincher was attached. That fell through. He did Gone Girl instead. Uh, oh. <laughs> James Mangold is currently attached to a, uh, uh, as of recently according to wikipedia a disney movie called captain nemo wow so what, should i say if i want yeah to? sure yes, of yeah if there's anything what could have salvaged it or uh would you do you think that there's any merit in uh in more sort of like high-end uh hotel or restaurant experiences in the park yeah oh, oh, are you gonna say make it a restaurant yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I, I was thinking like, could you, <laughs> could you do that? It would sure. cost a little bit more. A lot. It would have to be a lot. I You'd think. have to go three times because it, it's twelve minutes per spin. Yeah. I. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's what I was. That's pretty too. cool. I think that actually was going to be a feature of the Discovery Bay Tony Baxter. I think you could have oh, had a meal be. in in the Nautilus. Uh, and and by the way, we missed this a, a Captain Nemo a, a simulator ride, mm. which they were going to try to do in the seventies. Which I don't know how right. uh, they would have been ready by then, but they were pre starters. There was going to be that. But yes, uh, uh, a Nautilus eat? restaurant was discussed. That's a pretty good you would eat idea. Sp- sperm whale and yes. you would eat. Yeah, yeah you, you finally would have all get of all it. those. You get yeah. your captain the name of food You're turtle tra- sir we've got a bunch left shark. over from Epcot shark fin canned turtle shark fin shark fin soup real shark fin soup real it's not shark a joke fin soup. Wow. it's not a simulation it's the actual <laughs> thing this is high end this would have been the original uh, Disney World Club 33 maybe yeah before they added the new ones sir here is our farm to table menu here is our local menu and here is our endangered menu <laughs> scrambled shamu eggs from an actual Shamu. We will need uh, proof that you have a safety deposit box to access this menu. Uh, you know, I if I could go back, I think there were two words that could have really saved this ride and inspired from 8 to 80. And those two words are Peter Lorre. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you lorried this ride up a little, no way they could have torn this down, baby. <laughs> a little lorry narration. If you put a lorry animatronic. I know I've also recently discussed a Vincent D'Onofrio <laughs> bug animatronic, a uh, bug one, yes. alien animatronic. Yeah. I just want uh, interesting looking character actors turned mm. into animatronics everywhere. That's what I want. What a great idea. So, yeah. so instead it's Peter Lorre is like, oh, no. 
I'm in control of the Nautilus. Like, it's, he doesn't know what he's doing or something. I, yeah, yeah. Or, or if, like, the, the Nemo narration is like, I need to step away for a moment. <laughs> Don't ask why. I'll take it from here, boss. <laughs> I've got to talk to Baxter. What does this say? <laughs> yes. Turtles, patriarchs of the deep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> your uh, your Lori started getting into the Vincent Price territory. Yeah, all kinds of plans. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Point. Who's the rapper who says okay? It's a little <laughs> oh, like that too. Yeah, it's a little bit little. Uh, Make an animatronic in too. Yeah, throw. Yeah, he's swimming around. Out he's there. one of the seats. If they had a Lori animatronic like Rex and C three PO or practical robots, if they had one inside the ride too. Not but, just but the narration. But then you would have to, because you're facing out the portholes, so you'd have to like have to turn, turn back around. to look at him. Well, yeah, like real life, it would be so realistic. So if you get the yeah. bonus seat, you're sitting next to the I'm animatronic. Yeah, you're sitting next to Excuse the robot. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. <laughs> and the Imagineers even put a little chalk M on his shoulder as like a little nod, a little Easter egg for the film buffs. <laughs> uh, What's this? A kid just came in here and vomited and diarrheaed all over the car. They're diarrhea all over. <laughs> a child has thrown up again. Oh, this is hideous. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. And there's like a guy doing Laurie like remotely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like like the. I the see fun it's your fountain. birthday from the button. <laughs> oh hello, J- little Jason. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to Nautilus. Hey, thanks, Peter Laurie, <laughs> Connell, or whatever your character's name is. You're the only child who knows who I am. <laughs> You're my favorite. <laughs> I love you, Peter. <laughs> I thought I could. I never thought I could like the parks more, but with you here, Peter. Oh yeah. I think Jason does the voice, and you do it just from a webcam from your bed. You. This is a job you have all oh, day, every God, day. Could you imagine? And they have to reinstall the submarines to make this happen. Congratulations but. on your nuptials. <laughs> Tear up poo. What was it called? Touch Who's playful play 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 touch place, yeah. Rip it all up, put it exactly the way it was. Yep. But yep. Only change the, the narration of <laughs> Do you want a picture with Eeyore, Rue and Kanga, or Peter Lorre? Late character actor Peter Lorre. <laughs> Is that Vincent Price's voice coming from him? <laughs> Well, uh, I think well, we've solved it. I think of, we've solved uh, it. With this run of obscure actors and uh, children uh, <laughs> diarrheing, uh, uh, with, with all this, Stony Sharp, you've survived podcast hey, the ride. Hey, yeah. guys. This was a blast. Thank, Thank you, you for, just like 20,000 Leagues is a bunch of disconnected stories uh, that got turned into a, a, story, a, a big arc. I think that's what you did mm-hmm. for this podcast. Your 20,000 Leagues journey was uh, was beautiful, and I'm glad you got closure. Yeah, uh, thank you. Wonderful to wonderful to hear it. I did. Can I hit you with one factoid? Yes. Yeah. They have to constantly stop people from spreading their ashes in the haunted mansion. Oh yeah. Oh, I've heard yeah. that. I've heard that. Yeah. To be the, uh, to the stop it and ghost. clean it up then when it happens. Biohazard, too. baby. Yep. <laughs> Thank you for having me. It means a lot yeah, to me. Yeah. So for keep coming. those ashes out. If we, when this ride's reopened with save Peter them, Save them for what they're for. Putting in a bunch of ink that'll be printed as a comic book. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what ashes are for. Come uh, on. <laughs> uh, starting anything you'd like to plug while you're here? Oh, uh, um, well, I mean, I guess you could look up the defunct Highland Park TV. You could see... Um, mm-hmm. You could see the Who Was show on Netflix. Oh, yeah. uh, you could see uh, Hood Adjacent. You could see uh, Stony Sharp at everything. Twitter, cool. Instagram, and cool. uh, 
and everything you guys do because you're fantastic. Thank you. Oh, thank, thank you. you. That's Very nice. so nice. Hey, well, I guess what you're talking about is podcast the ride on Twitter oh, and on shucks. Instagram and on Facebook and rate and review us on iTunes and send us an email at podcast the ride at gmail dot com. Yeah, and Facebook. We got a Facebook now. Uh, yeah, hey, Facebook how, group. Hey, yeah. how would old how would old Peter Laurie do a do a plug? Oh well, <laughs> if you, you could see a lot of my movies on Netflix if you were the yeah, disc the only one. service. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them are on like Hoopla or a Canopy if you have a library card. Your local library, mainly. I'm probably buried in in Hollywood forever or Forest Lawn. Dig up my ashes. Dig up my ashes. Do with them what you will. Hold on to these papers while I run. I'll be back for them. Also, but you guys, kids, look up Peter Lorre. Look up Peter really Lorre. Yeah. He's actually he's great. Great. He's and check the best. out his grave. And thanks for listening. <laughs> and so long. Check out my grave. Goodbye. Good night. Goodbye. <laughs>